Ben, how are you, man? Episode 47. Hello. We're back. And James is going to join us soon, I think, uh, if he can get his phone working. But we're on for now. What's going on? Not a lot, man. I'm happier and I'm less fat, so it's win-win. Explain to the people why you were so moody last week and why you're not moody this week. Because I was fucked. Like, proper fucked. <laughs> proper fucked. <laughs> proper <laughs> fucked. I was, honestly, I, I, we had conversations off air and, you know, I, you know what it's like in a prep? Mm -hmm. You know that there's going to be a certain element of suffering, right? And that's okay when it's three and four weeks out and you're like, okay, this is the end. Time to dig it out. Yeah. I had that last week. It was 10 weeks out. I've yeah. never had that before. I don't mind feeling like death when I'm in shape. Mm -hmm. I felt like death and I was still a fat cunt. Yeah. And I still had a lot of work to do. And I'm like, I'm, don't know about this this is you know and i took those pictures last thursday morning and they fucking my head was i was i was a beaten man anyway i was broken i was busted up i can't believe the difference between last week and this week like oh i'm a new it's not like you looked fat but you did look it, like the muscle wasn't popping and you did look a little watery yeah like you look faded right the muscle looked faded like you're tired you know what i mean well, i'm so, down to i mean my weight's dropped plummeted right in yeah. a good way. I, I'm not, I don't give a shit. I, I want my weight to keep coming down. I want the body fat off. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but there's two things that I did, right? And I spoke to you about this on Friday morning. I texted you and was like, holy shit, I feel like a new person. So I actually got my wife to bloodlet because yeah. I was like, I was like, something's not right. I feel toxic. I feel ill. I feel beat up. I know I'm doing a ton of hit cardio, but something isn't right. Like, I feel really out of sorts. So we took about 600 mil of blood out um, right after the podcast last week. Can I, can I just say uh, your wife is a nurse or was a nurse? No, she's done her EMT training. Um, and with the protein stuff, she has to be a certain level. She has to keep up. Yeah, they, they do so, their medical stuff. So Ben does, Ben, when you say, you know, go, you go get, you got to go give blood or whatever, Ben does it at home, but that's because she... That's a sheet. Hey, look at that. Can you read that? <laughs> That's so a setup, a, surely. I swear to God, the, the Red Cross is calling me. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so Ben just does that at home because your wife does it for you. So anyway, so you felt like yeah. shit and you did that. Ah, oh, yeah. I, and then I went to bed and because the Thursday night I went to bed like, oh, sorry. The night before the podcast, I went to bed almost with like a fever. Like I was laying in bed shivering and felt rough. I went to bed and woke up Friday morning and felt like a million dollars. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, this is, I took Thursday off from cardio. So I didn't do any cardio Thursday. Yeah. I had my low day, no training. I do all my paperwork and podcast stuff with you guys. And yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, I should be fresh. I woke up Friday and felt amazing. Okay. But can I ask you, I've never felt like, well, actually how many times have I given blood? I think I've only done the, the give blood, like given blood thing like two or three times. I don't remember mm -hmm. ever feeling like that feeling of like all the like refreshed feeling. Like I don't remember ever feeling that it could be cause I've never done it in a prep. Yeah. Like I've, I've only done it in the off season. So maybe that's why I don't notice it. I mean, it, I usually like to do it every 12 weeks, but because where I've moved to the States, I usually would go and get it done. I'd actually go and get it done properly. Cause I'm yeah. a giant pussy with, when I see my own blood, it's game over. I'll pass out. Right. Okay. Oh my God. It's bad. <laughs> so, um, 
I would go and do it back home in the UK. I'd go to a, a clinic and, and get my blood drawn and it was all fine and dandy. And then being over here since last September, I haven't really found anywhere to do it and it's kind of slipped my mind and I've had a lot going on like relocating. So I didn't really think to do it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I probably should do it, but I didn't, I didn't, the way I was feeling, I didn't expect it. Like you said, it's never really reset me. Yeah. 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 So I was like, well, it's not going to change how I feel, but I should do it for health. Yeah. So combine that with the fact that I also stopped doing hit cardio. Yeah. Um, that came, that came after the blood. When did you stop doing the hit? So my last hit was the Wednesday, last Wednesday evening. So before you gave blood. Yeah, and then I took because Thursday was supposed to be no cardio, no training, rest day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I woke up Friday. I woke up Friday, and I was like, "Well, I feel this good. I don't want to put myself back into a hole just yet. I'm going to take a couple of days, have my high day on Saturday." So I was like, "I've just got to get through Friday. I'll keep a steady state." Yeah. Refeed uh, high day on Saturday, and then I'll reevaluate and see how I am. Yeah. And I woke up Saturday. Oh, Jimbo. I woke up on Saturday morning, real like, and I dropped a ton of weight already. Yeah, I was already down like, I was already down four pounds and felt better. So I was like, "Well, screw it. I'm just gonna." I spoke to Justin about this. It's not like I did it all off. Yes. Um. So. So. We'll go. We'll go on a minute. What's up, James? You there? Made it. Freaking made it. Just about. Oh, sorry, boys. It's okay. You gotta go. You gotta go get a bandana. Why is it? Is it definitely bandana day? <laughs> oh, I got one downstairs. Yannicka's no. made one as well. You don't need one. I'm just fucking around. I'm feeling left out. I'm really sorry. My my, I told you on the phone. My cat has been sleeping on my laptop, and he's pressed all the buttons and done something to it. What the fuck, man? That's crazy. Yeah, why, uh, just, why don't you leave it closed? I because uh, I, I was know because I didn't think it was going to do anything, but now yeah, I yeah. realise. Now I'm going to leave it closed for sure. It's probably you know, you know, for, Go ahead. I was going to say, Fred thought you were full of shit. He was like, he just wants to go home and have a nap after he's training. He's blaming his cat on this. Oh, honestly, no, seriously, I just turned it on and it done he's some weird blue screen. A, <laughs> such an asshole, Ben. You got to fucking always out me. Now we have to fucking talk about it on air. So That's because I always feel like, I don't know who, who, whoever's watching this, if you guys feel this way. And Ben said he agrees with me, so whatever. I always feel like I'm bothering everybody. Like if I say to somebody, hey, you want to be on the podcast or hey, you want to do this, I, I always feel like people are doing it um, out of out of friendship so they don't have to say no, but ne- they don't necessarily want to. So when, you, so when you were like, <laughs> fuck you, <Ben. laughs> so, so when you were like, I can't make it, my my cat broke my computer. I'm like, that's like saying my dog ate my homework. I'm like, <laughs> like I know, I know. But this was like legit today, honestly. It was like the... I was like... I was like, he doesn't even have a fucking cat. We saw him out. Oi, you know I got a cat. But um, yeah, I was. I'm pretty upset though. To be fair, I'm really. I'm not gonna let him sleep in the spare room anymore. Fucking little bastard. Well, how do you? How, <laughs> how are you gonna fix it? Like, what's wrong with it? It's just locked up? Yeah, it's something called like BitLocker. So you have to put a code in. But um, a friend of mine just WhatsApped me a long voice note saying how to fix it because I was meant to. This I'm meant to do this with you today and in another podcast after, and yeah. uh, I can't do either now. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I can. I could do it like this, but on your phone, yeah. yeah. So uh, we were talking about Ben's uh, resurgence because he stopped doing hit cardio and he moved to steady state. Oh, I've been, nice. I've been telling him for like three weeks. I'm like, can you stop doing hit cardio? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
you fucking told me to use Justin. Okay. Then you go, oh yeah, but don't don't do his hit cardio. So I'm like, well, what do I do? Well, wait a minute. I said go to Justin because I think Justin's a genius. Yeah. But he is, he is, he is. after but after like a week or two and you're feeling like so beat up, I'm like, it's got to be the hit cardio. Yeah. Because you're literally well, could, sprinting on the fucking I, bike for 20 minutes, and I don't think it's I, made for guys our size. I couldn't train. I couldn't train. Yeah, of course. Like, I walked into the gym and I went to pick up the bench. I told you I, I warmed up with like two or three plates, and then I was—I put it back and I was like, "I'm just going to go and do machines for the rest of the workout." Yeah. I went and did cables and fluff, and I'm like, "I'm ten and a half weeks out. This is bollocks." Well, yeah, when that's you what happens. Go ahead, James. Sorry. Just, that's like that's those are the feelings that you should be getting like three weeks out, and then you know something. That's what I said. That's what I said. I said uh, two, three weeks out. Fine, sign me up for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll happily just go through the motions. But so, do you guys right think? Now. Do you guys think hit cardio is? I know it's great, but don't you think it's like not really made for bigger guys? Like, oh, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, like from experience. This is just me, just like being savage. Well, I just think it's a load of shit. With, like. <laughs> Because when I've done it, I've lost muscle. Like, like this is just my own experience. I've lost muscle. I've lost energy. I've gained very little progress from it. I've just felt burnt out, and that's just my own experience of it. That's why I just avoid it at all costs. But that's just me. Like some people, it's probably a dream. But I think, but I think that's because of your size. Like I just don't think. Yeah. Because that's... I don't think at this size we have to move that much to get your heart rate up. Like I can get on the step mill at like level two or three, and my heart rate's at one forty. I don't need to be running yeah. on the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very little gets us into our zone. Yeah, that's what I mean. So if you ask like a 200-pound guy, hey, go ride the bike on level five, he's never going to hit 140. Yeah, true, the, true. The, the, ox, the oxygen demand off of that hit cardio, and I'm talking true hit, you know, not like just fluffy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think for bigger guys, like I wouldn't mind doing some medium intensity, right, where you just yeah. up it, up it for a minute, cruise, just intervals, just regular, just, regular yeah. interval training. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but I'm talking true, true here, and I'll tell you. So I did two weeks of it, and I did it 100%. Didn't miss a session to the T, and it buried me. Yeah, yeah. Like how, how did battered. your uh, like how did your legs feel as well? Yeah, toast, fried. I mean, yeah, yeah everything was wrecked. Um, but I couldn't. There was a point where we were installed in the new air conditioning unit out in the. Uh, gym on uh, last Friday mm. and I couldn't uh, sorry last Thursday just for the podcast and I went and sat out on the one of the benches and you know when you hang your head and your head feels like it weighs a hundred pounds yeah. and I was like that and I was like and Denise and her dad were talking to me and I was like just yeah. that dead yeah I was yeah. like this isn't right this is like two weeks out and this that's <laughs> this is bullshit yeah, yeah. and it was purely because that because up until I started doing here I felt good you know, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I've got a ton of NG. I need to push. I need to get some fat off, but I'm, I'm all systems go. Yeah. And then after about three days of that hit, I was like, I just started to go. Boom. I, I get the mentality, like probably because you're someone like me who probably, you know, you want to work hard and you want to feel like you're working hard. So it's very easy to slip into a, a kind of a cycle of doing that and thinking it's right. But then, you know, truly in bodybuilding, when we think about what the, the purpose of it is is losing fat and not not at the expense of losing muscle that's when we have to consider what we're doing in order to do it um that's why like i'm really slow now i'm like man i don't care if i lose a pound every two weeks like yeah. as long as the end result when it does come eventually is the best ever even if there's a stage or not i'll be happy you know yeah my mindset yeah. my mindset's totally different too man like in previous years 
I wouldn't be happy unless every day or every other day I saw the scale move like half a pound or more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now I'm in a place I've been 280. I've been fluctuating between 279 and 282 for the last six weeks. Mm. So yeah. nothing like my, but I'm not, I'm not trying to force it. I'm like, you know what? The pictures look better. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with my weight. You know what I mean? One of the things I was gonna yeah. say too about cardio, I found that doing the bike has been dramatically better for me. Yeah, mm. I've been doing bike. Dude, my, my whole career I did the step mill because Ronnie Coleman did the step mill. Jay Cutler did the <laughs> yeah. step mill. And because, honestly, because I could go really slow and sit on my phone and it would still get my heart rate up. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. felt like I would get in a really rhythm with it, like in, in mm. that way. But I found like for squatting and my knees, riding the bike has, like my legs feel fresh when I squat and my knees mm. feel great. It's good for the hips yeah. as well. Yeah. So like yeah. just... Uh, you know, it's not just it's not just the knees, the hips. Like being able to get your knees quite high on a bike, there's something to be said about that. And I, I feel the same. Like I've been able to actually train the lower body a lot more efficiently since doing bike cardio over doing treadmills, stairs, any of that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I agree do, with you there. Do you think we'll end up with the? Uh, you ever seen the cyclist with the massive fucking quads? Yeah, yeah, that Chris Chris Hoy, Chris Hoy, the English guy, had a massive quads, didn't he? Do you think? Yeah, but there's that Russian guy, isn't there? There's oh, there Russian is. Yeah, 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 Fucking yeah. out here. So his upper body's like this. What's his name? What's his name? Oh fuck, I don't know. Just type in Russian cyclists with like, massive quads. <laughs> but but he's uh, he's one of the sprint cyclists, isn't he? Does the like the velodrome shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris Chris Hoy, I saw training legs. I think he was squatting 180, 180 kilos, so four plates, so four oh five, and he's a, he's a cyclist. So this yeah. is what I want to know, and this is this could be totally fucking. This is totally like my own meathead brain mentality. But I'm like, yeah, that's the one. So you're wondering if we're going to turn into that. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking to myself is, I wonder if, because when I ride the bike, I put it on like level ten, like it's actually pretty hard. Yeah, 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 of course. But I have to to get my heart rate up. Yeah, yeah. So I end up with like a massive leg pump, like when I'm done, and I'm wondering if you like this. Yeah, is this is this, is, is this the one the one uh, second row down on the right? Is that like Paul with you? <laughs> <laughs> admiring admiring your legs post workout. Yeah, yeah. Post cardio. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, is this like are we gonna end up with like really full fucking legs like this? Because that'd be great. I think I, I, said, I used my uh, bike in my first ever show and it kept my legs more. And then when I didn't. When I used uh, the treadmill, my second prep, my legs weren't as full. My quads weren't mm. as full, for sure. When yeah. you use the when you use the treadmill in your second prep, I used a I used a tread I used a treadmill and a cross trainer in my second prep, and yeah. my legs weren't as full. They weren't as full. My quads weren't as when I used the bike in the uh, first prep. Do you think it counts if you use the recumbent bike, or does it have to be the upright bike? Because I got to get a pair of those spandex with the maxi pad. In yeah, them. look at them. I I wear them. They're they're. A necessity. They're an essential. You have to wear those. Can't, you can't, can't. I've got two veins on my adductors, and if I don't wear the spanks, they just red raw. Well, it's not only that. Apparently, it fucks with your uh, penis. Ability, yeah, ability to get a hard on. It does. Like, like, I I waved the white flag on that a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what one of those is. Well, no, it, because it's, it's the pressure. It's the pressure, isn't it, on the like under the the under near the nutsack? Where that is. Well, because all the nerves are through your chota, and then yep. you're like, you're. <laughs> is that the basically sever it, severing <laughs> nerves? <laughs> well, just do. Can you just do like a stand up cycle then? The whole time just, for forty five yeah, minutes. Yeah, just go to go hardcore. It's like the step meal then. Anyway, do you, do you like that numbing sensation that you get from the bike? 
Are you kidding? Is me? It's, it's, that's why I use the so recumbent bike. Okay. No, so that it's the same as sitting on your left hand and it, wait till it goes numb, and then you have a wank with it for like someone else, right? It's the same thing. You've done that. I know you've done that. You tried it for sure. Yes. You did? Yes. Seriously. Who hasn't? You, I've you never haven't. fucking done that. How okay, have you fucking gripped? Fuad, sit on your hand. <laughs> I don't know how you could be. I'll talk you through it. Sit on the hand. This Come fucking on. podcast is on the shit. It's educational. You <laughs> He is sitting on his hand. Look, his left hand hasn't risen up once. <laughs> he's, got it, he's got it under there. Get it under there. Look, get it under. Get it hooked under. And then, okay, like can, we, can we move on, please? Um, God. James, your podcast. Yes. Your, uh, not your podcast. Your, My podcast. Your, your, your prep. <laughs> your prep is going well. You look great. What's going on? Cheers, man. Thank you, bro. Um, say, just the same old, really. Just like you, weight hasn't really like, shifted much, but it's just really slow, like really consistent. Just like, um, just changes that are really... They're really subtle, but they're the right amount of changes for the time that we have. And I'm really, you, really content with that. When do you think the time is to crank it up? Because I haven't cranked it up all the way. Like, I'm still eating, like, a lot of food. I don't know. I don't know. This is the whole point. I'm in this whole new world with Patrick trying to learn more. And I don't know if you ever do have to crank it up. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to work out. Yeah. Imagine, imagine, imagine getting through a prep sword where you felt like at one, no point you had to kill yourself. Well, this is what I, this, but this is why I'm saying it. So in the last six mm. weeks, like I said, my weight hasn't changed yeah. and I've gotten better. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the pace in which I'm getting better will it's get enough. me. Yeah. will get me to the stage like shredded the way I like to be shredded. So I know at some okay, point but, I'm going to have to crank things up a bit. Yeah. I but, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the piss. I know you're taking a piss. I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm no, <laughs> I'm not. But cause I put in last week, on top of everything else, we started the using some clean, right? The, the cutting stuff. The cut it, right. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to fucking say it. Because I, I, I genuinely wasn't taking the you piss. Know, you know but how many people? Here's how many why people? I'm, oh, it's all over the place. So <laughs> I didn't respond to any of it. But what I mean is, if, if, you're, if you're cruising like you are, and you and James, yeah. and your weight's holding, but you're improving week on week on week on week, yeah. and you don't need to make a drastic change, when you add those little trinkets in, that's the... The next little, yeah, that can be the change. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think drugs. I I don't. Clen makes a big difference. Clen makes a huge for me. Clen makes a giant difference. I'm already I'm already taking uh, Clen tabs, like taking like what is it, twenty five milligrams in the morning. So, I already. yeah, is it is it mic? No, it's milligrams, not micrograms. Micro, micrograms, micros. You know. If you're on 25 minutes, we wouldn't see we wouldn't see you on the screen. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like at some point because right now I'm still eating like 300 grams of rice per meal, and I'm still eating yeah. fucking like I'm not I'm not fucking hungry at all. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I'm 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 like, I'm a little hungry, but I'm not like it's fine, right? Yeah. But, What's uh, your training in a minute? You training? How often are you training? Five days. Okay. So like. You have options, don't you? You can either start to cut back calories or you can start to increase training frequency or That's, volume, you know? So it depends on what you want to do, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Well, I believe in I believe in increasing training. So I bumped my cardio this week from 35 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And added a little bit more volume. I actually, Patrick actually sent me some guidelines to his SST oh, training. Oh, sweet, sweet. Good. So I, I'm kind of doing my own prep this year. Like me and John were supposed to work together, but he's kind of like just keeping an eye. I kind of wrote my own diet. Yeah, yeah. You're at that point where you don't need to be your hand held. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I might need I might need a closer eye. You know, the last four weeks when your brain yeah. gets a little hairy. Yeah, we get fuzzy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, so far I've been doing my own thing. But like I said, uh, Patrick last week sent me some guidelines to his training. Mm. The one thing I could say is I will never do it for arms again. Was it too much? Uh, no, I just, it was the longest rest periods ever. I'm like, this is not working for arms, man. I'm like, cause like, you know, some of the sets are like, uh, grab a weight you can do for 15 yeah, yeah. and then take like a 20 second rest or 40 second rest, depending on what, 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 what the, what the exercise was yeah. and then do it again to failure until you can only do it three times. Repeat. Oh that yeah. Again. And that's, yeah. And that becomes hard on certain body parts. Cause it's well, not when you're, enough. Dude, when you're doing arms, like I don't, you I don't can, Cause I don't train arms with a ton of weight. Right. Like I believe mm -hmm. like, moderate weight is actually better for arms. Yeah. 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 So me and Paul are doing it and I'm like, okay, it's like a five minute rest. Yeah. For biceps. And I'm like, this is not, but then yeah, we, that's did why for, we did it for legs and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, exactly. And yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like even obviously if, if the more, the more in tune you are with Patrick and the longer you're like talking, he will adjust things depending on that feedback. So the feedback there that you just gave us from arms, you'll find yourself probably just doing more straight sets with rest balls or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, it would, it'd be modified. Like my, my arm training is slightly different than the bigger body part. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it just depends on how you're feeling. Some people might go straight into that and it get exactly what they want out of it. Some yeah. people don't, but that's, that's what makes a good coach, doesn't it? One that yeah. he listens to your feedback and then makes the amendments and, in accordance to, to continue you being interested, number one, but number two, actually progressing. So see, my thing is I always, train, I always train fast. Like my rest periods have always been pretty short. So, like for smaller body parts, I feel like it's just too much. I, yeah, I just yeah, can't, yeah. I just can't wait that long. Yeah, yeah. But for for legs, back, even chest, I'm like, I, I, I've I, noticed for back, back and legs, it's yeah. th that's they're definitely amazing for it because they're the two body parts that I, I've noticed probably the most tissue growth in the last yeah. sort of three months. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you, do you get really sore after legs? Because the one thing I noticed was. I had an amazing leg workout, like amazing, the strongest fuck and everything felt great. And when I was done, I had a massive pump and I thought I was going to be really sore because that night they'd already started to get stiff. Yeah. But then like, I didn't really get that sore. No, like, I don't really get sore. I think nutrition's on such on point now and, and hydration is so on point. I don't really get the cramp feeling or the sore feeling. Um, and, and I don't know what to contribute that down to, but I just think it's because everything's pre-show and you're much more on it because i think in the off season i get more sore because i'm not quite as strict with timings and you know being as orderly yeah so, here's a question because talking about soreness because yeah, yeah am i am i right in saying because i do a very very high day which is at like 1200 grams of carbs right mm -hmm. yours i think you mentioned last week was very similar where you're up and you have to train in that high day as well right yeah. those days that i have my high day i know compared to when before I started with Justin and I was just training legs on a normal medium day, mm. my and I've dropped the vol the total volume down because I wanted to put I wanted to fill them out but not wreck them. I wanted to use yeah. I didn't want to just burn through. Yeah, yeah. God damn, I'm so sore. I'm doing like one working set on each exercise, get in, get out kind of thing. So what do you think mm. it is? You think it's the added carbs that are making you sore? Yeah, I did just Luke used to say the same thing, right? Yeah, it'd be like when he has a high day. Yeah. It, it volumizes you so much. You can almost get yeah. so, you get that stretch and that swell and it creates yeah. soreness. I don't that know. Makes I, sense. I don't think I disagree with that at all because in the off season, I get a lot more sore than, you know, when you're dieting, you're not really blasted full. You're kind of like, yeah. your body's really yeah. using everything and you never get that mm. super, super like swole feeling. Yeah. yeah. I don't get sore as much when I'm, when I'm dieting. But in saying that, mm -hmm. one of the things I think is, 
I think maybe I train too much. Like I do too much because Patrick's day was hard, but I left the gym not feeling completely fucking dead, but yeah. the must, but the muscle felt fully worked. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It was like a different kind of feeling. Cause normally like I won't leave the gym until the muscles dead, the, the joints are dead. I'm dead. Like everything's crushed. Yeah. And, uh, it was different because I'm like everything feels really healthy, but the muscle is taxed. That's the thing. Like that's that's but that that you saying that makes such sense because that's that's kind of the feeling that I've got from working with Patrick in all aspects, knowing how much to do but not too much, and yeah. that's the biggest but, change. It's like not overdoing anything. Yeah, there's that old maxim, isn't it? It's stimulate, don't annihilate, and I do think yeah. there's some like that annihilation, especially as we go as we were going into a prep. Yeah. Uh, this is what I changed last week as well because I was. I was fearful of the fact I was feeling the way I was. So yeah. I backed off I backed off my volume. I pulled down, instead of doing two working sets per exercise, I pulled back down to one. Yeah. The performance on that one was just as high, if not higher. Yeah. Everything, oh, yeah. Filled yeah. Out, everything filled out great, and I lost body fat. My body looks fresher. I look better. I feel better. You know, the yeah. thing is, though, walking that line, right? Because it's very easy to say, stimulate, don't annihilate. But if you say that to a beginner or an intermediate person, they take it as like, oh, I don't have to train that hard or I don't yeah, have to do yeah. failure. Yeah. It's such a fine line between like, like, my, like my training, for example, and like John Meadows or Patrick's training. Because when I do their training, mm. the muscle feels taxed, but the joints and everything feels good. Yeah. Why did John I, – I, Luke and I did. Luke and I did one of John's programs a while back. Yeah. And we felt the same thing where we were like, yeah. we kind of, we could have done way more. Yeah. Everything was like, like we did the squats and it was like up to six. And when you lose your explosiveness. Yeah. I remember those. Like that kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, fuck this. We're not working. But yeah. actually it's complete stimulation. You're just stimulating everything you need to. And I think you do have to be at a certain level to be able to recruit muscle, know what you're doing, be at a decent amount of weight in the first place anyway. Yeah. yeah, you're right. A uh, beginner's not going to have that feel. They're not going to have that uh, connection to be able to get that out of one yeah. set. Yeah, and a lot of this comes down to your frequency as well, doesn't it? Because the whole point of someone—I don't know how how frequent was your training when you were doing that John Meadow stuff then? Well, ironically, Luke and I used it as a deload, um, so I can't remember off the top of my was, head. Was you in the gym a lot though? Was you in the gym quite a lot of the time, most days? Uh, no, five a week. Yeah, so five. I would say five. I'd say I'd still say five is high volume, and then I, I think if you pull that down to four, that's when you make that drop. So right. I think you can't, if you're blasting yourself like Dorian Yates, you can't do more than four, because that's mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to. There's there's like a there's a relationship between the two. But like if you train like you used to, for odd, yeah. ideally without breaking, you'd probably only be able to do four days a week. Ideally without breaking. I you think know, when I I think just just to your point. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I think right. what I think when I suffered most of my injuries, I was doing six days. So you could That's train it. like you did, but if it was four, you might have not put the injuries. Is what I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. you would have, but no, I'm no, no, you're right. You're there right. You're is, right. There's that. Tr there's that trade-off point, and that's what with these training that takes you just beyond, just below the cusp. You can be in the gym a little bit more frequently and make nice progress without breaking yourself. That's yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah. So, it's so like, this is what this is yeah. why in an off season. Off season, I found that Luke, Luke, and I, the best off season we ever had, we do every other day. So, uh, say like the first week, it would be four sessions that week. The second week it'd be three because we go every. Oh, you're going every day. other day. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the days we were in, it was annihilation. Amazing. Like complete Great hell. As well. Yeah, it was just like savage. Break down the muscle. 
drop sets, all the intensifiers you could think of. And but then you go home and you recover hard, right? Recover hard. Exactly. I can't imagine. I can't imagine ever feeling like I don't want to go to the gym if I was going every other day. Because when I have a day off, like today's my yeah. today's my day off, right? Tomorrow, yeah, so. tomorrow I'm itching to get back. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I did it every other day for a whole off season, it'd be like every time I went to the gym, I'd be like, "You'd love it. You'd love it. You'd love it." You, you don't. You don't miss. You go in there. And you you make everything count, and you want yeah. to. It's not yeah. like you force yourself to do it. You you get after it, and we'd go home. I remember that off season. I think every rest day. Actually, I was working with Viz was doing my nutrition right, and I was doing a pizza every rest day. Like I was just <laughs> awesome. I was, my, that's my, that's no, my kind no, of diet. My my training day calories would be high but controlled. Yeah. And then my rest day diet would be a surplus to really yeah. recover. Yeah. And then, so it was all about like train on on the A days and on the B days focuses on recovery. Yeah. A days of train and you, you, we flip flops. And but you guys had to be combining. And, you guys had to be combining body parts to do that for sure, right? Like you must have been doing like a push pull legs or something, or else um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be so, able to get everything in. Otherwise, we did we did chest and one shoulder, uh, back and rear delts. Yeah, legs. Yeah, legs together. Then we did arms with another delt movement, and then we repeated. Yeah. But then we had two separate rotations. So the first round, the first way through, would be focusing on back squats and uh, bent over uh, barbell rows, and then the second rotation would be um, like a rack pull. And then a hack squat, and we would. So, yeah, I get that. So, can I tell you guys something? Just yeah. so, just because you just mentioned it, I don't think I'll ever do barbell rows again with a reverse grip. I don't I, like them. I did them yesterday. One of the things I did a podcast with Joe Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know Joe Bennett, he's like extremely knowledgeable about training and everything. He yeah. said one of the guys, one of the ways guys get injured is they force their body into positions that aren't natural. And they do it with weight, like under load. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened yesterday. So yesterday I kind of like strained, I strained my bicep, forearm, whatever you want to call it, just like a minor, minor strain. But I was trying to do reverse grade barbell rows because they feel really good on my back. But I don't think when you're this big, your fucking arm is supposed to bend. Like, so and then, and then, we, to, top, and then to top it off, I strapped in. So I'm like strapped in yeah, and locked. It locks. And then, the torsion through your elbow is just yeah. savage. You're, you know you're, what? You're, Luke, sorry, bro. Very good. No, I was just saying, your body at 250 plus, your elbows are naturally yeah. going to need a little bit of leeway. And if you're forcing yeah. an underhand grip, you're, you're, you're just, yeah. You're but I got to tell you, the, the feeling in my back, holy fuck. Like, yeah. such a So, do what, do, what, do what Luke used to do. Because we used to do either overhand barbell rows or underhand EZ barbell rows. Uh, that's yeah, that's your best option. Because then, you, yeah. then he, he, because his lats were, well, I don't have any fucking lats, but yeah, his lats used to get in the way. He couldn't get there. When he went, into that semi-supinated, yeah. slightly wider EZ bar, mm. and it feel you get the same feeling in your laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. But I don't think I'll do them ever again because I'm so fucking injury prone now. I'm like, it ruined the rest of my workout because I did it for my second exercise. Yeah. Maybe. And I felt a little bit, and I'm like, okay, it's not, I don't think it's anything bad. So I kept, I did two more exercises after that to finish the workout. But the entire fucking time, it was stuck in my head. I was course, like, yeah. I was like, don't tear your bicep. Don't tear your bicep. Like the whole fucking, and then your whole workout sucks because you can't really give it everything you want. Yeah. So that's why why exercise selection is just like, I know it sounds cheesy. Like everyone says exercise selection. It's been thrown around so much, but 
it really is really important for everyone to like choose the exercises that you can actually do without any injury. So this is, I always put on my programs for all my training programs. So I'll, I'll write like a movement in there. So I don't know, it might be like a close grip pull down, but at the start of the program, I, at the very top in the guidelines, it says change and play with grips, with machines, with movement. As long as the movement pattern is the same, yeah. I don't care if you can find something that you feel better yeah. in the lat or in the quad or wherever you're supposed to be feeling it. If you can tweak it and change it to your biomechanics, do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter if I've written, um, like uh, whatever, lap, the, whatever the exercise is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like a lap, yeah. like a lap pullover machine is a great lap movement. I don't feel it. I get it all in my delts. But then if I do a rope, like a straight up, I get yeah, yeah. all my lap. So it's a, oh, it's, yeah. it's very individual. You have to play around with what works for your anatomy, your mechanics, your body, I, you know? I like the way Joe put it is like, don't force your body into a position. It doesn't want to be like one of the, yeah. one of the example, one of the examples he used was, like just do this, right? Like with your bench, if you just do this, like to me, this is comfortable, right? Yeah. But if I put three plates on the bar, I can bring it here, right? Mm -hmm. So he's saying you're forcing your body to go to a distance that's not comfortable. And the only reason it's going there is because the weight that, you, the weight that you've added is pushing you down. That's true. Yeah. That's but, true. but if this is comfortable with no weight, this is where you should be stopping. That's so true. It's just, it, if you apply that to any exercise, then it kind of helps you pick and choose where you're where even, you um, it's funny because i even uh i did biceps with luke one time boys and uh i was kind of keeping that elbow really tight and luke said something very along the lines of joe he said just let your arm go where it goes yeah you know like when you curl because luke used to have let the, the, the curl just kind of happen yeah. rather than all this twisting in bollocks yeah, um yeah. and i didn't really and i never really thought that until i saw him do it and he said just do it and uh I did it and it felt better. Now when I curl, if I've got three, if I'm using dumbbells, I don't mind if my arms are slightly out. Yeah. And mechanic, mechanically, it feels like there's less stress on the elbow joint and, it, and you get a better fucking pump from it. So it does make sense. And I imagine that was a discussion, you know, he had with Joe when they had done one of their sessions. Yeah. You know what I found with bicep curl with dumbbell, uh, dumbbell curls? I don't twist my arm at all. When I curl, I leave my, my palms open. So yeah, even yeah. E even at the bottom when it's fully at the bottom, my palms yeah. stay open, and well, I found that, that and I found that the pump is like way better. It's constantly instead of the twisting, because yeah, I feel like yeah. when I, I feel like when I'm doing the twisting, my forearms get a lot of the work. Yeah. So. Exactly. Anyway, um, we have a bunch of questions, guys. You think we should get through them, eh? I'm happy to do whatever you boys want to do. All right. First question. Reese O'Reilly says, "Is would you rather get pegged by your wife or girlfriend or watch your best mate shag them? Pegged by my own wife, yeah. thanks very much. Yeah, because it's your own bird, isn't it? Yeah. I'd, I'd let oh, Yannick oh. peg me. But what, oh, if you, what let, if you But what if you like the cuckold life? Then you're like, it's okay. I'd let her choose the strap on me. I don't care. I don't think I could. I, one thing I couldn't do is watch someone else do something to mine. Uh, is that what we said that they would do? We said they would do ours if we don't do it. Yeah, they yeah. said they said either get pegged by your wife or watch your best mate. Yeah, shag. come on, man. You'd, you'd kill your best mate, wouldn't you, after that? It's your own wife. Nothing nothing yeah. that you do with your own wife is bad. Right? It's not, you know. No. It would just be you can do it. It's it's all better. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm not thinking of how bad it is. I'm just thinking of the pain. I don't want to deal with the pain. The pain that comes with. Yeah, but 
What spit on it. Worse, though? <laughs> spit, spit on it. <laughs> there's, there's the physical pain of getting pegged, or there's the emotional pain of watching your loved one be... Yeah. Hang on. Hang on, you're assuming you're not going to like it. I am assuming I'm not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> what if, if, if you go, oh, God, this is going to be horrible, and then you go... Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's all right. Don't mind a bit of that. Is this amazing. Is this a, is this a weekly thing we have? Yeah, do yeah. we have to do this every week? Okay. <laughs> oh man, it's got, it's got, it's got to be a. There's a pride thing involved there, isn't it? It's got to be a. All right. Come on. Dara Bert Gantz says, "Would you re- would you generally recommend doing a pre-exhaust exercise for every muscle group?" Um, maybe except for arms or like example, leg extensions for legs, flies for chest, side raises for shoulders, pullovers for back, etc. So basically, well, you, know you, should, you, you pre-exhaust for everything? So I, I, it depends what you think pre-exhaust is. Because <laughs> it's like, you, I, don't, I don't like to take like a muscle to extreme exhaustion that then I'd underperform on the following exercises. But I don't believe in putting your big bread and butter movement first. Because I, I think I perform bread and butter movements better after two or three exercises. Okay. Yeah, third or fourth is where my big lift goes in. It's I weird. squat third. I squat third exercise in. Mm-hmm. I usually squat second, but lately because I've been using the Smith machine, I've been squatting first. Mm. I feel like it's okay, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think... Do you don't do any, any like, extensions to warm up or anything? I just start on the Smith machine with like a quarter mm. and I work my way up. I'll just put a plate, plate and a quarter, yeah. two plates. I, so I got a I, bunch I of warm ups. Man, uh, boys, honestly, I'd recommend, but I find leg press first the best exercise. Because the hips. I did that for a long time mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh, you do that and then you squat a little bit later. It's a piece of I do yeah. hamstrings, leg press, and then maybe look at going to a squat. Okay, but, but, if, but if, I, if I hadn't if I had an adductor machine, I would go hamstrings, adductors, leg press, squat. That would be yeah. perfect. Okay, so for legs, I think we're all in agreement, but I don't think so for chest. Like I don't, I don't, okay. I don't like doing flies first personally. I, I always start with like I like personally. I start like starting with a dumbbell press. I do a yeah. cable fly. I do yeah, a cable Luke, or a machine you, you, fly. You and Luke like to fly first, don't you? Yeah. Because he, he would do the same. I know it's when I trained with him, he'd like to fly first. I, I, just, I don't like to fly first because I'm a comfortable bench presser. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I, no, I want to bench. I just feel like when my chest is cold, I don't want to be swinging it out. You know, yeah, I just, open it, opening it wide. Yeah, I feel like I want to get warm with like a press yeah. and everything's nice and close Plus, and tight. Plus, it, it gets this warm as well, you know, yeah. elbows, shoulders, chest, yeah. like the whole lot. And that's I feel the, like that's why that's why I like the leg press because it's the same as the yeah. bench press. Yeah, and I feel like with a with a dumbbells too, you're kind of free motion, so you can get your shoulders warm, yeah. your elbows get warm, everything gets warm, and then you can move into a barbell. Mm. I I started with a, a fly like the odd time, but usually it's a press. Yeah, so, I'm not keen on flies first. When it comes to back, I don't think I don't consider a pull down or a pull over or a pre exhaust. I consider it a movement. It's important. I can, yeah, yeah, it is, and that's the same as I look at. I, I look at it like my lats are shit in that area, and that's a very good lat movement. So make your lats better. Yeah, I usually always start my back. I usually don't ever start back training with a row though. No, I like to get op- opened up with something first. My, mine's always like you said. Mine's always a straight bar or a rope or yeah. a pullover of sorts. Always, always on that. And then I usually would move over to, you know, the old single hand, low drive kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the rows come in. Rows always third. You know, bread and butter again, third movement in. Yeah. Normally. But don't you feel like, don't you feel like when you save your bread and butter for that 
like till third, don't you feel like you've lost some? Not that you. Nah, I feel I fucking mean, boiling already. Yeah, yeah, like it's almost stronger because you've turned everything on. But yeah. uh, I know James. Well, I'm not trained that much with you, but I've certainly trained with you. I've never trained before. Yeah, yeah. We have longer rest periods. He does. Uh, oh yeah, you're. Yeah, quick. you are. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, he's I'm quick fire, fire, and and so yeah, I know that Luke and I, we would everything was about priming ourselves for the big heavy set and we would take as much rest as we needed for it you know we always respected the heavy set do you think how can i put this because i do believe stronger is bigger most of the time not always mm-hmm. but no because i've got a good squat and my legs are shitty <laughs> well that's what i said but i no, but i i generally equate you know the more weight you can lift for the more reps usually it's going to dictate how much muscle you can build most of the time and as a general time. as a general rule right yeah 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 but i remember me me and evan used to have this i don't think we ever actually had the debate but i remember it was something i knew he did and i did something different was evan would take long rest periods and be primed like you said for a heavy set mm. whereas i was more like a jay cutler style where i would go fast to keep the muscle pumped throughout the whole like keep it taxed through the full yeah. hour right yeah 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 which one do you think is better for building muscle? Fuck. I don't know, really. Honestly. You know what it's I mean? Like, I feel like intensity is the main factor. And if you're thrashing a muscle group, whether it's faster or slower, higher rep, lower rep, I think if you're thrashing it and stimulating it, it's going to grow. Um, to what degree versus the other, I don't think it really... I don't know if there's a massive difference. Honestly, I think if you train I, how I, Evan I, did, and if Evan trained how you did, you might... I've only been 5% different than you are. I don't think it would have been a massive... I think the intensity was the main benefactor, the main you know, ingredient that was there. I was going to ask you that, James. Like, Imagine tomorrow you started training like Jay Cutler. Like, All your weights kind of came down a bit. You you're only took a minute, one-minute rest periods. What would happen? Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. Who knows? Um, could be better. Could be worse. It could be one that could go any way, couldn't it? Yeah. But James, and this, this, is, this is my thinking on it. Yeah. If you have enough strength where you can make, say, the the higher density workouts, you're you you know, if if I if all three of us are a decent amount of strength, right? Well yeah. we can do a quick pretty quick turnover and still keep a deep like we're not gonna drop down to like one plate aside on a fucking bench. No, really like a good amount of weight, yeah. So yeah, so I think you have to go through phases. I think building strength the longer rest periods will allow you to build strength quicker. Oh, I see. Right? What you're saying. Okay. And so I think if you're if you're a newbie, right? Obviously, you have to learn the movement first. Once you've got the movement down, I think building strength is your priority. And I think having longer rest periods and, uh, and maximizing intensity and building that those that chunk muscle and chunk strength. Yeah. Then when you have that baseline to the point where you and I can all rep out three plates aside on everything. Yeah, yeah. Take a minute off. Take a minute off and do it again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll get some guys that three reps, or so, three plates aside is their max single. I see what you're saying. So That's, you can, you know what I mean. You can your cha- your training can actually change depending on how much strength you've built. And then yeah, you can, like, you I think can it, go. You can go faster after you've built the strength. Yeah, like so. James just started working with Patrick, and my, and my understanding of it is he's increased your training density, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. But yeah. you have. You're, you've taken your strength and applied it to that density system. This is Absolutely. why it's working so well, yeah. right? If you don't have that that baseline strength, 
it's mm-hmm. not going to be as effective, right? Exactly. And that's why Patrick, before he even puts you onto proper SST, will do a building period. Yeah. We'll get strong first. He makes sure that we get strong first so that when we introduce these SST training, that you have that carryover of strength into that new stimulus of, of dense training. And that's why now it's a lot of cluster sets and stuff, but you're still moving really good loads, yeah, which yeah. you wouldn't be able to do if you didn't have that initial period of training that we've all done. Yeah. So yeah, like Milos, Milos's giant sets, Milos's giant sets work better. If you're strong. For, yeah, because your, your drop-off isn't as hard. Yeah, you're, you're lifting good weight for all of the movements. Mm. Right. Can, you, can we just do one thing? Because I remember being at the gym one time and this kid was standing in the squat rack and he just did a set and then he would stand there for like eight fucking minutes and the gym was busy and I was waiting for the rack and I'm like, Hey man, yeah. are, you know, are you going to do a set? Cause like, I need to work in here. He's like, well, I don't really want you to work in, but mm. I'm doing a powerlifting program and it has long rest periods. Sam, well, I, I, wait, I waited and he did like, took like an eight minute rest and he did another set. And then he sat there on his phone again. And I'm like, look, dude, I don't really give a shit. If you're doing a powerlifting program, you got to share the rack because I'm not waiting fucking yeah. eight minutes for every time you do a set. Cause he said he had like seven sets left and I'm like, so you're going to basically be in the rack for an hour. Yeah. No, fuck that. So just so this doesn't happen and I, you know, other pit kids aren't being assholes. What do you mean by long rest periods? Well, listen, I'm so we, so we can periods, define it. We can, de- we have to define it for people, right? A long rest period for me, and this is just me just keeping it straightforward. It's probably three to four minutes, but if it was three to four minutes and someone else wanted to use the fucking rack, I'd let them. So that's the yeah. bottom. That's the difference. And I don't care if they're a powerlifter, CrossFit, totally different uh, walk of life than me. I will share something happily because I only need my time to recover. It doesn't matter what happens in between that time. Yeah, put it this way. So, put it this way. A long rest period for me is about five minutes. If, put it this way. If you're, I'm about three minutes. If I'm going to go between, if I'm doing multiple sets heavy, I might say squat, and then I'll, I, I could probably listen to a whole song, right? Ish in between. Yeah. And then, but I wouldn't time it. I just get a feeling of I'm ready to go. I wait until I'm ready to go, right? But if you're powerlifting or, or whatever you're doing, then it says eight-minute rest period. Well, if, if you're going to fucking do that, if you're going to be that guy and someone else is there, help them unrack and load their own fucking weights. And if it takes a bit longer, you waiting nine minutes or ten minutes isn't going to make a fucking difference So you waiting eight minutes anyway. So no, exactly, help exactly. them out, and then you can still do your shitty powerlifting. Yeah. Well, I could do I could do I could do my entire exercise in the eight minutes. This guy was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Try to do five sets in that." <laughs> you could as well. You could. All right. Yeah, anyway, there's no reason not to fucking comp- you know accommodate each other, is it? Yeah, I couldn't. That's kind of I think why it made me more upset. It wasn't that he was taking the rest period; it was that yeah. he was being a fucking dick about yeah. about sharing the rack when he knew he was going to be in there for like an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, I uh, I I like powerlifting. By the way, I just want to point that out. I'm just true. Hey, so do I. I just like James said and you said, share share the rack if you're taking a 10 minute rest. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, this is a really interesting question for me because it bothers me the fuck every time I have to say it. If you wanted to the house to be colder, assuming the AC is already on, would you say turn the AC up or turn the AC down? Down. Because <laughs> my wife say. says, my wife says up, and I'm like, wait, you made it that's hot. And I, said, no, 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 no. I've turned it up, and I'm like, that's what I say. But I see if it's a higher number. Oh no, but yeah, fuck, I would have said up accidentally. I would say up because I feel like turn the heat, make it more, turn, power, make it more powerful. Turn, yeah. turn the heat, turn the 
Heating up means I'm fucking cold, make it hotter, love, right? If I'm roasting and I want the air conditioner, I'm like, like put it down. down. Wait a minute. I want Wait colder. A minute. But I, I think you're wrong because what you would say is, can you turn the temperature down? But if, yeah. you, turn, if you turn the AC down, that means you're turning the energy output down, which means it's going to make it hotter. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is what I go over to the console on the wall with the air conditioning and I push the down button. <laughs> that's the, the button that's got an that's, arrow down. That's the temperature. That's the temperature button. No. The button says down. That's the one I fucking push. This is this is actually a fucking strong debate. This one. I'm telling you, it is. Because I'm I'm turning the air conditioning down. It's no, going down. No, you're not. You're turning, you're turning the temperature down. You're turning the air conditioning up. The it's button has a down arrow on it. No. I'm not having this. This is bollocks. I'm trying to think uh, of something else that is the same as this. There, there isn't one. Because you know why? I've, you know why I thought this was funny because. I'm constantly telling my wife to turn the air conditioning up. And every every time I say up, she says to me, you mean you want it hotter? And I'm like, no, no, turn it down. But in my mind, I'm like, so your wife agrees with me. Well, I I haven't put the debate to her, but I'm a smart lady. (laughs) She does agree with you. We don't have this problem in England. Why? Because we don't really have AC. What do you mean? No one has air conditioning. It doesn't get hot. It's only only in offices. Yeah. What do you mean? It doesn't get hot in England? Not like you're hot. Like for, three, for three days a year and it's not worth the install air conditioning. Yeah, we don't what? really have AC. What's the hottest it gets there normally? Like Celsius? 25? Uh, no, like 30. So, tomorrow is 33. It's fucking 33 here. It's hot as fuck. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it, because yeah, that's it's, not normal. But it's also not all the time. It's like for maybe yeah. total time for the whole year might be three weeks. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's not like we have long seasons of, of heat. Um, yeah. but you, so the only place you really have aircon here is in offices for the workers that are working in offices because it's a lot of people. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Huh. But at home, yeah, there's no AC units in the house. Never mind. Crazy. Yeah. I couldn't live like that. I need it cold. No, I'm. If it's fucking forty-one outside. It's a, we should probably explain to the Americans watching what forty-one is. Forty-one is like one hundred and ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like one hundred and five. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah, and it's humid. Okay. I stay inside. I stay inside. As a British person, right? This is, you see the sun and you take all your fucking clothes off and you run outside, right? And you sunbathe until you burn. Not here. Here, you fucking close the blinds so the house doesn't get too hot. You turn the air conditioning down so it's fucking cold. And you don't go outside unless you fucking have to. You turn the air conditioning up so it's hot, the temperature's cold in your house. I'm ignoring you. You and my <laughs> wife are wrong. <laughs> do you run any T3 while dieting? Yes. Uh, I do a small amount. I'm on half a tab a day. I do I'm on 25 I'm, a day. I'm on 25 a day. My T3, my uh, thyroid is low to begin with. I think it was like 1.9 the last time I did my blood work. So it was a little bit on the low end of normal. So you can go in at 25. Yeah, I go in at I, 25. And plus, it's if you're taking growth hormone, I think it's good to balance them together. Right? I I like to pull back the leaner I get as I come into a show. I'll do that the last week. Like the last I week. I, I, I start tapering around four weeks out. Oh, do you really? <laughs> I usually ramp up but, until about two weeks out, then, then start ramping down. Yeah, no, I find it, it can be. And, you know, I'm not talking for, like, the genetic – elite i'm talking for a, a lot of the guys that i work with where they don't have they've got to be careful 
because yeah. it can it, it can chew away at muscle. Yeah, yeah. So if your can if your muscle if your body fat is already very very low, you might not need to sustain it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I talked to a couple guys that are like, yeah, I do 100, 100 micrograms a day, and I'm like, you got to be fucking feeling flat as hell. Like, imagine how you feel on that. What's that? You there, James? I feel on that. Hundred micrograms a day. I'm here. I'm here. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? You said, how Sorry, you I was just saying. Yeah, yeah imagine. A, I haven't used a hundred forever. Imagine that. Yeah, I think it, it would be. You'd just feel flat all the time. Like I don't know how you would ever get that really full feeling. Would, would you feel hot? Because like I don't know how. Like, I don't know the, the mechanisms yeah. behind, but obviously it's all to do with processing speed. The body's processing yeah. speed, yeah. and that says to me that if something's happening faster, there's more kinetic energy, more heat. Yeah. Would you feel warm? I wonder. Yeah. Is that a bite? I think so because I start sweating right when I started taking 25 I start mm. sweating more and I want to, and I, I sweat more every time I bump. Like if I go to 50, I'm like, yeah. So what you can find as well, if some, if someone's not taking any and they're dieting and they get very like low body fat and they start to hit a, a energy stumps off, you find that a little bit of T3 can actually bring them their yeah. energy levels up as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, do you enjoy working in the bodybuilding industry or has making it work ruined it as a bot as a hobby and interest? I like it. I, I love it. Fell out a lot. I fell out of love with it for, a, I did fall out of love with it for a, a year or so. When? Uh, after I got sepsis and then I wanted, I, I just, I took a break. I mean, I didn't take a break. I carried on training, but the idea of competing, I, I checked out. I was like, I'm kind of yeah, semi-retired, right? Yeah, but that was that because you couldn't do it properly, or was it because you didn't like it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just needed a break. I just needed a break from from like putting all my eggs in the box. Like for yeah, for yeah, yeah. every day, day in day out, I just needed a little break. Like yeah. now, I'm back in doing this. I've like found that. Right. I think James, you took that time. To, off from Kilimanjaro, right? And exactly. I think when you came when you came back, your fire was lit again. You know, you was like, I don't you you you've been a different. Go on. I don't think that's the same. I don't think it's the same thing as he's asking. I don't think there's anything wrong with needing a break because, like, I could, I consider this last this past year after I tore my tricep to about two months ago. I consider that my break. I was a sh like I as far as bodybuilding, I was a shit bodybuilder. I was eating like four meals a day sometimes. One of them would be pizza. Like, you know, I, my training was at half speed. Like I just needed a break. Like my, I was setting up the podcast, setting up the business. I wasn't really like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, now, yeah, and, now, I, and now I feel like rejuvenated. I'm like back hundred percent focused. So I don't think taking yeah. a break is more, I think he means more like, yeah, I you, you started, you started it as a hobby and now you're getting paid for it. And it's like a, a must. So yeah, does that obligated. make it, yeah. Does that make it less enjoyable? Oh no! Okay, no, no. In that case, no. Yeah. I, I started doing something that was a hobby, and I can now provide for my family doing this exactly the same thing. That's what I did. I mean, I forced myself into this position because I loved the hobby so much that I was like, I want to get paid to do this. Yeah. So I was so, like, I didn't think I'd get paid to do it. I just trained because I enjoyed it, and I thought eventually I'll figure out and have to get a real job. Right. That's yeah. what I genuine. I genuinely thought like, fuck, I might probably have to go and start a career somewhere um, I, I, I just enjoyed in this i think i forced myself into it like because i closed every other door 
Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I had a good job that I left. I left school. I like, I, I fucking closed every door possible. And I'm like, okay, if I don't make money this way, I'm going to end up being a bum. So it was like, I had to, it had to happen or else there was no other option for me. I was going to have to go back to school or something fucking. Yeah. So the um, only time, the only time I ever, sorry, James, just the only time uh -huh. I ever felt sick of it was I tried personal training in a gym once. <laughs> then I started to get sick of it because those people were taking all my energy. Yeah. yeah. So when it came You're to a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. A counselor. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Here's a question. What would you do if you had to start a career over and you weren't, you didn't have your reputation, your fan base. So you couldn't, you couldn't say, you're not allowed to say I'd go to hostile and just run hostile. Okay. You're unrelated to bodybuilding. What would you do? We'll pose the question like, like what how, was your passion? What would, what would your other passion be then? You mean like when I was 20? Or 30, whatever. If say you tried doing bodybuilding and it didn't work out yeah. and someone said to you, hey, dickhead, go and get a real job. Oh. I, probably I know what I'd go do. I either would have started selling cars or I would have went to police work. Because <laughs> I wanted to, I went to school to be a police officer. Like I, I took criminology. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then I left school because I found bodybuilding. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I also love cars. So and I love sales because sales to me sales is equivalent to bodybuilding. That's yeah. what I love. the harder you work, the more you get out of it. So that's why sales so, always appealed to me. It's ironic that you one of your passions is cars, but you drive the two that you've got. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so what was yours going to be then, man? Um, I'd be a chef. You can't cook you can't shit. Look. I I worked as a chef through. I did a full apprenticeship at an Italian restaurant for the summer before university, and then I worked at university. Is yeah, I can cook. Really? Why don't you do cooking videos on YouTube then? Like me? Like what? Because you do it and you do it so well. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> What about you, James? What would you do? No, I, I'd say, I'd say what? Oh. I think I'd work in a zoo. I think I'd like to help animals. I love you're animals. Fucking lying! You just, you know, you always say the craziest things. <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's I love when I sit and I watch like these people, these carers for like endangered species, helping them breed and stuff. That's fan that's amazing. I love that shit. That's what yeah. I would do if I could. If I didn't care about how I look, how I feel, like, like like an image or anything I've created and none of this happened. and I'll I don't think anything will make me more happy than just helping some animals breed if you you know what if you <laughs> helping them breed you're gonna help them breed bro. I just want to help them breed bring them together I don't want to spread the love I just want to create <laughs> seriously fucking um, you know yeah, what I was that, that, sexy that's lions well you know I always thought it was a cool we're job. Gonna, when I was like six, I always thought like, you know, all those like marine biology jobs. I always thought those were fucking awesome. I think anything like that. Look at but David that, Attenborough. You know, Imagine being David Attenborough. One of my... Um, I don't know who that is. What? You don't know who David Attenborough is? No. This guy, oh. fuck him off. <laughs> can, can, we kick, can we kick him off his own podcast? Is that possible? How do we, how how do we just lose him? Who are? He's the most legendary doctor uh, of animal life on earth. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Look at him. Yes, he's, a, he's even called Sir. They've even served him. Oh, my he's a God. Knighthood. Is he They've not, knighthooded him. Is he not known in Canada? 
I don't know. I don't know him. His voice, like, oh his my voice, god! No, he's not. Do you know what? He's not because I was asking my wife about this and she didn't really know who he was. Either. Is he? Is he English? Yes. Yeah. And he's well, that's why he's popular. He's popular to you guys. He's not popular. To yeah, us. but he's world renowned. He's been all over the place. Never heard of him. Oh my no, god! He's, so, like, the best he's, thing you can do tonight is go home and watch some of his stuff. I'm already home. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll put it okay. Frozen, <laughs> frozen, frozen, pla- frozen planet or blue planet. Get on yes. those. Yes. All yes. right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, he's um, amazing, honestly. If, I am at, if I'm at work and happen to miss a meal, is it better to just cut your loss for the day or add it in later in the day? Big do not cut of- losses. You do not cut losses in bodybuilding, you fucker. So, so what would you do? Would you just, I would assume that we would just spread it through the rest of the meals. I'd just fucking yes. stay up a bit later and eat the meal, you bastard. Yeah, you could do Come that Come on. Sacri- but- what, two, two hours sleep? I'll have a nap the next day. Yeah, I don't Come think on. people. I did. Do you know what? I I, did have a, I had a client ask me this the other day, right? And he said, so he's like, oh, I got caught up um, at the in-laws and I missed three meals, and so I end up going home having a pizza and two. Hang on, and two whey protein shakes. And I was like, dude, you'd have been just fine with the cheat meal, like yeah. maybe one of the pro- like. But you, at some point, your your body's not actually going to be making any use of that extra like you say if you're gonna eat you want to make up the calories you got to stay up and wait until your body is ready to receive it again you can't just overload it all in and expect he only to had make the protein the shake mush. he only had the protein shakes to make him feel better for the fucking pizza yeah no so he was like oh eat. i had a i had a pizza which is enough but i had protein shakes which is good for me too so your client needs a word he needs a word <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna send them your way then all right any of my please. clients who give me shit can i'm gonna just, just direct them to james for a pep talk please, please can we do. just say what the right uh, can we say what the right thing is you, you shouldn't miss a meal you shouldn't there's no excuse to miss meals listen you get everyone gets fucking tired everyone gets caught up but you stay prepared and if you're not prepared then you make up for it later in the day by fucking cooking saying no, but what I mean, but when I mean when I say it is, it, you can't really, like, you don't get that time back. I some people yeah, say, some people say meal timing doesn't matter. I, I'm a full, a firm believer in that every two, three hour window being filled with a meal of some sort. It doesn't matter, and yeah, that's cool. how, and I think that's what builds the most muscle. So if you believe something else, then you know, obviously you're going to disagree with us. But I think that that meal has to be there every two or three hours, and you can't. Once yeah. that time has passed and you're on to the next meal, you miss that window. If you if you miss a meal, I say get back on schedule as soon as you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. And, and then don't and then don't do it again. Yeah. I just yeah. you know, I there is really no reason in today's world to miss a meal unless something very bad. Is that, same 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 thing. You miss a leg workout, right? So your car breaks down, you can't get to the gym, you miss that leg workout. You don't make up for it tomorrow by doing legs and then you go and doing another and doing chest on the same day, right? You go, okay, I'll push. I do legs as no, I would. And then t- that's not a good example. Why? Uh, what would you, it's, not, it's almost the opposite. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I Well, you'd make up. You train twice in a day to make no, up for one. I would just, no, he means no. food-wise, though. I would, I would push everything. In, in terms of training, if I missed yeah. like, my leg day today, yeah. I wouldn't wait till next week to do my leg day. I would. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying legs goes to tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then push everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you, your rest day gets taken out. But I'm saying you don't make up for a missed training session by training twice. By combining it. Yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what. It's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Now that, that makes sense. Now I understand. Both so, Jenks seven one five five. Don't miss any fucking meals. That's the bottom line. No, never. Um, 
how much of a twat am I if I start practicing posing in a mirror at the gym? Should I just wear a hoodie? Absolutely really? clueless about what I'm doing and just started bodybuilding after transitioning from powerlifting. Fully how did you say that, Philip? Did you call him a twat? He said he was a twat. He's a twat. <laughs> okay, twat. I don't know. You're... Oh, no, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you some English breakdown because that's an that's, English word, isn't it? But that's like, is it an English word? Well, they're, yeah, all, they're all English words. English, it's an English word if you're a twat. Twat. Yeah, but... I'm only helping you out, bro. Just, just giving you that so you know how to use okay. it from this point forward. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to offend you. I was just trying to give you. No, the, I'm not uh, offended. Okay, the, so, the lowdown. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the point is, should this guy be posing in a mirror? And I think I'm going to say no. Um, wait, I didn't even actually hear what you said because I was so focused on the way you said twat. <laughs> okay. I'm going to change the word twat. Yes. To ass. <laughs> okay. How much oh, of an sorry, ass? Man. How much of an ass am I if Fuck. I start practicing posing in the mirror at the gym, or should I just wear a hoodie? I'm absolutely clueless about what I'm doing, and just started bodybuilding after transitioning from powerlifting. So I, I'm going to say, like, the only time I ever pose in a fucking mirror at the gym is if I'm like weeks out from a show and I look really good, and even then, it's not like obnoxious. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see some guys doing like a I routine. Don't know. We used to do it. Yeah. yeah but Oh, I think it's, I don't know, maybe you get a little bit of a pass if you're a fucking pro bodybuilder. I think you do a little bit. I'm not. Yeah, but you, you were training with a pro bodybuilder. So maybe no, you but know. you are, but you're, you're, you're an advanced bodybuilder. You're not like, uh, it's not this guy that's walked in the gym first day from powerlifting to bodybuilding. You know what I mean? You've got some serious experience. You've competed. You know, how, I mean, you know that what to do. Let me think about this. So let's say, let's say a guy who's like not a pro bodybuilder, but he's like, Maybe he's he's on the second level, right? He's like at a regional level show, and he's a month out from a show. Can he pose in the mirror at the yeah, gym? Yeah, yeah, def definitely. It's just part of the progress, part of the so, process, part of the progress. Okay, so maybe we should narrow this down. Who can't pose in the mirror at the gym? If you're not competing. What if you're competing, but you're in the off-season? Then that's okay. But if you're not a competitor, if you don't have the dream of competing, but you want to be a flash wanker that stands there posing, it's a little bit hey. different. That's, not just, that's just being a peacock, isn't it, Quad? Do you know I, what I mean? I think even if you're a pro bodybuilder, if you're in the mm. middle of the off season, there's no room for it. <laughs> if you're not looking good, there's really not a point. Like, yeah. And plus, oh. I, I think the I think the duration of time matters too. If you're just mm. like if you're just like you know hitting a quick chest shot and moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. thing, but if you're standing there for like a minute or two and you're posing, yeah, it's, it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I, I've, I've been judgmental in the past. Like, I felt annoyed by seeing certain people do it. And I suppose we all do. But I get, I get really annoyed when guys take their shirts off in the gym and start posing. Yeah, it's a little bit un, unhygienic and a little bit show off. I just feel like, I feel like it's more show off. I don't care about the unhygienic, unhygienic part. I just feel like do it in the locker room, you know? Take yeah, your, go yeah. in the locker room, take your shirt off. We got would, posing you, would you get pissed that. off if, if. Or a posing room, yeah. Go on, we, would you get pissed off if if Ronnie Ronnie was mid session and started posing? Would you just get pissed off then though? No, but it goes to it goes to, I mean, not everybody's equal. Sorry, oh, not everybody, not everybody gets a fucking participation trophy. Like, if you're Ronnie Coleman and you're a fucking eight time Mr. Olympia, yes, you can take your shirt off and pose wherever the fuck you want. You can yeah, be in the middle. You can be in the you can be in the middle of the mall and you can take your shirt off and just start posing. And I would be like, that's Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, there is there's definitely there is a lot to be said and what you just said there. It depends on your where you are in that hierarchy. Like if you're someone who's a very advanced and a pro bodybuilder who's built something from this, you do have a right of passage. Because I think it goes, I think it goes to intent, right? If you're yeah. Ronnie Coleman 
and you're in the middle of the gym and you take a shirt off, you start posing. I don't think Ronnie Coleman is trying to show off. He's got plenty of exposure. He's in magazines and videos, whatever. If he's posing, it's because he's looking at something in his physique. Yeah. If you're, if you're a guy who's getting ready for his first show or the, you're in the middle of the off season and you fucking take your shirt off, you start posing in the fucking mirror. You're like, maybe you're trying to get more out of it than just looking at your physique. Maybe you're trying to get attention and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, you only have to look on social media to see that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like when I post a, a post a picture on social media, like a progress photo, I'm not doing it because I'm like, everybody pat me on the back. It's like, I'm just trying to show my progress. People are following. They want to see mm. the progress. Yes. You're, you're, you're a famous professional bodybuilder showing your audience your progress. I don't That's a tough question. I don't know if you're allowed to, well, I mean, you're allowed to, but I don't know if it's annoying to pose in the gym. I don't pose in the gym much. I always go into the studio. Yeah. Like in a posing so, room or in a locker room. Yeah, because yeah. I know no, I know, I know not everybody wants to see that. Some people, some are intimidated. Some think it looks. If stupid. you didn't, if. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. I'm gonna say if you didn't have that, if you didn't have that posing room, would you pose in the gym though? Because you've got that at Kings, they've got that great posing room. There. Oh, without a doubt, so, yeah, you'd have to pose somewhere, wouldn't you? You'd you'd have to. Yeah, um, but I don't. That's but why. I, that's why. That's why I implied to the gentleman to get a posing room so that we could. You know, but, I don't, but, but I don't have a posing room in my gym. I just go in the locker room. Yeah, same thing. I mean, it's somewhere different. It's just not on the gym floor. I feel more. I feel more uncomfortable posing in a locker room than I do on the gym floor. It depends how busy it is. If there's like a bunch of people in there, I'm not going to pose in the locker. Yeah, room. some yeah. guys are, you know, getting out of the shower, got their tackle out, and I'm. I don't right. really want to be start videoing, and you know, yeah. I don't want to pull my phone out while they're getting changed. You so. know, there was a time I think it was. I remember actually, it was 2015. I was getting ready for a show, and I specifically remember this because the one time I wanted to take my shirt off in the gym, and there was a guy and his girlfriend sitting on the fucking seated row, doing back. And I was at the cable machine doing crossovers. I remember specifically walking over to the girl and the guy going, hey, we're shooting a video. Are you guys going to be uncomfortable if I take my shirt off just for like a minute while we shoot this clip? And they're both like, no, it's cool. Like, even like, I don't don't know. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's appropriate. Like to just be peeling off your clothes and fucking posing in the middle of a fucking gym floor. I don't know. Mm. Like I had to ask, like I asked them permission and they're not like, you know what I mean? I mean, so, look, I used to go off to into the far corner of, uh, you know, ripped in Basel and James. Yeah, you got spot, like a, Yeah, there was like a little corner tucked away, like the leg area, and then there was this little window bit there where the side that's kind of where we used to go. It was tucked away a little bit. I think, but, I think a lot of it, too, yeah. we're using a lot of generalities. I think a lot yeah. of it, too, depends on the gym. Like, if you go to, if you go mm-hmm. to, if you go to Dorian's gym, like at Pure Muscle and Fitness, it's a it's a competitor's gym, so there's people in there all the time filming with their shirts off, yeah, and like yeah. Or if you go to like Metroflex, you know, you, you know, Branch Warren's posing in the corner, or Ronnie Cole. Yeah. Certain gyms it's like acceptable, and certain gyms it's like not. It, it depends on the etiquette of the gym, hundred yeah. percent. So yeah. cer- certain gyms it's normal, some it's not. Um, yeah. Gyms that we tend to train at allow for it. Go to a say over here, we have a chain gym like a David Lloyd's. It wouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I do have a question actually. Um, I just remembered how James is getting on now that he hasn't got his own gym all to himself. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Do you know what? I've got a little boost actually in energy because now I'm performing for others. It sounds a bit weird. No, nope. but I, I get it. I, I train very well when eyes are on. Um, I have to be a little bit more careful with anything because I can get a bit too zealous. 
Yeah. So, um, but but so far, three sessions or four sessions in, and they've been some of the best sessions I've had. So I'm actually really happy to have an audience again. <laughs> I so, understand. I understand exactly yeah. what he means. I actually like. I've been enjoying nobody being at the gym, but I think only because I got used to it and mm. I can scream yeah. and grunt and fucking, I don't care. Cause nobody there to tell me not to. Yeah. But I actually get like an energy boost from people in the gym. If they're all training hard, you know what I mean? If it's a Definitely. good gym and everybody's training hard, I get, yeah, see, I, don't, I didn't have that, but I think I, the demographic of people that use in the gym that we have, cause we, the gym's ours, right? It's on our land, but the small town village that we have here, you can buy a membership here for like $30 and they, I think we have like we have like 35 members, but a lot of them don't come and a lot of them are older and then none of them are really yes, trained. Like, I do it. Yeah. So when I look out, if I'm getting ready to train, I see someone pull up. I'm like, I might push this back an hour and wait till they're fucked off. Cause yeah. I like going in there, having the gym to myself and being on my own. Um, yeah. Like my leg days are Sunday cause we close the gym on a Sunday. So I have the whole place is mine, you know? Yeah. But I think you're right because there isn't going to be anyone else in there crushing it. Right. Yeah. I think it matters. I did. I trained at a gym once where there was more older people and it doesn't, you don't get any energy from them because they're kind of just, they're all just there. Right. I, exactly. But if you train at a, I I feel more self-conscious. Yeah. Go ahead, say, say that. Say what you're I, say, I feel a bit like embarrassed and self-conscious. Like they've they've picking up like the twenty-pound dumbbells and, uh, and and doing this, and I'm like loading plates on and going like. <laughs> you're screaming and you know, and you're sweating. Yeah, all- I, I, I feel like a dick. So, yeah, it's a different environment. Uh, should oh shit, I lost my spot. One sec. Should posing routines should posing routines be judged at every pro show? Um, for the top six, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna say yeah too. I I think mm. I think it's bad that posing is part of the sport and they don't judge it, except for at the Arnold's. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean maybe it shouldn't be judged with the same. Maybe the points shouldn't matter as much as like your your mandatory poses or whatever your symmetry, your muscularity, all that. But I think it still should count for something. Like if two guys are if two guys are fucking equal. Yeah. And one guy's got a better posing right. routine. That guy should win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I don't think it should be like you said. If it's weighted so much so that the better bodybuilder could potentially lose if he doesn't pose yeah. very, if he doesn't, if his routine shit, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, like right? your your muscle. If, if it's co- yeah, like your muscle. If it's close, then that should be a deciding factor. Yeah, yeah like your so. muscularity, your symmetry rounds, those should count for the most. The posing rounds should be like half of the yeah. other ones but they should count because i feel like it's wrong that if it's not going to count just leave it out yeah absolutely if it's, not gonna, if, if it's not going to count just leave it out that way we're not having a part of the sport that's useless and you don't have guys walking back and forth on the stage just you know hitting hitting most musculars you know what i mean that's no, true and, and at the end of the day if it was implemented then we'd all make more of an effort of course they would that's why at the arnold's there's so many good routines because yeah. people know at the arnold's are scoring it right okay so, yeah i agree um, you started working on yours yet Mine, yeah. Are you, are you... I just, I just wing it. I don't ever. I thought, I thought you had one for the Arnold. You like, no, no. I have a song. It. I usually have a song, mm. and then I kind of piece it together in my head, and then I go out and do it. I might, I might run through it like the last few days, just so I have an idea of what I'm doing. But I don't. Gotcha. Some of these guys practice them for weeks on end. I've never fucking done yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
have your talks with Patrick Tour and Justin Harris changed your thoughts on insulin use? It seems they are very reasonable and methodical with their approach and wanted to see if this changed your mind from not liking it so much before. Um, I guess that's directed at me because I had them on the podcast. Um, I will say this. There are a lot of many, there are very many different opinions on my podcast. Uh, I let everybody talk. I let everybody say their opinion. I let everybody say their thing, but it doesn't mean I agree with them. I've done, I've been doing this for 20 years. So I, I like what I do. I just, and it, people always think because I agree with the person on the show that I agree with their views. No, but you agree with them as a person. Yeah. I like, I agree yeah. that they're smart and they have their own method, but it doesn't mean it's my method now just because I agreed with them. Like my show, like I don't have a debate show. Like I don't bring people on no. so I can argue with them. No. I bring people on so they can share their opinion and everybody else can hear it. And then those people can pick who they want to yeah. follow, who they don't. But it's not my job. It's not my job to sit here with Patrick and go, oh, you're wrong about this or you're wrong about that. Or uh, that's, I feel like that's stupid. Why would anybody come on a show where they're just going to get argued with all the time? No, no. You're, it's, a, it's a platform for people to be able yeah, to well, kind of educate their way. I don't know why Ben's on here. I argue with him every week. <laughs> balances it out I was about uh, you know I was just sitting here I, I was about to say yeah why would anyone fucking do that and then I realized I knew you were going to say it so I beat you to it um, you saw the look I was like oh I saw the look as soon as I said it I'm like ah fucking Ben's going to kill me on that one um, what's the longest cycle what's the longest cycle you've ever done without coming off and cruise does, does count as coming off for this question. So what's the longest it does, cycle? It does come. Yeah, so what's the longest cycle you've ever done? Fuck, God, mate. I've done like six shows in a year before. So imagine. Yeah, you're on for a fucking, a whole year pretty much. Pretty much, man. No bullshit. What's the longest you've been on though, like, with say one show a year, like off-season wise? Oh, normally that would only be like, maybe 12 weeks leading into the show, possibly maybe, uh, a little gap before that and then maybe an 8 to 12 week before that so it's still going to be fucking god it's still going to be like 20 20 something weeks of the year so you don't have short, there's not really short periods because you're fucking doing on off season or you're doing pre-contest mm. like I haven't had short cycles I'm not going to lie I'm not going to bullshit anybody I did, wrong. A, I did a whole year once without coming off mm. yeah. yeah not surprised not surprised at all I don't do it a lot though I think that was only I think there was one or maybe I can't remember if it was two years I did that mm. But I don't think my gains were any better. I really no. don't. Yeah. If if I make it through to technically the show, which is October third now, I started December first, so it would be a good eleven month, ten eleven month, pretty aggressive. Long, long. aggressive. I don't want to say aggressive. It's a decent, yeah, a decent amount of time. You know. Yeah. Um, do you think the way you grew up, like insecurities, social crowd, family issues? had any impact on the reasons for wanting to become a bodybuilder. We all love to lift, but what initially gave you the push, a breakup or being bullied? If it was insecurities, do you think without that push, you would be in the same position? Certainly insecurities. I think insecurities are the key to most progress. I think whether it was bodybuilding or not, your own insecurities are what steers you in a position, in a, in a, in a direction that's about self progress and trying to prove your worth. And that would have mattered whether that would have been the same case, whether we are bodybuilding or not. You have to have insecurity to be able to build security. <laughs> yeah, but that what you just said there would apply to any profession. I do think it like, does. So I do think. Like I, think, I, think a, I think it does apply. I think it's a situational that me and you and Ben 
picked up a weight. But like, let's say, let's say like, okay, Ben, uh, James, you're, yeah. let's say me and you, obviously without ranking anything, let's just say we're top 20 in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were top 20 in the world businessman, right? You would have to have insecurities to reach that overachievement level where you're yes. top 20, right? Yes. So, but I think what he's saying is, I think he means more like, did a breakup or bullying or, yeah. or some catalyst that made the you- specific catalyst. Yeah, yeah. That made you start lifting. Ben, anything? Yeah. No, I, my, mine came from a competitive background because of my sport. I started lifting because I wanted to be stronger and faster. Mm. Like I, I, I wasn't insecure. I was trying to be quicker and like, so I spent up until I was like 21, 22 lifting in the gym for sports specific, you know? And then, then after university, that's when I trans transferred over to body. Um, it wasn't really, uh, yeah, mine was a little different, I guess. I can't really, I'm, I'm massively insecure. Don't be wrong. Like that was a driving factor, but I was trying to prove myself in a sporting environment. Yeah. Well, I, like, I, like I said, I want to, I want to just, I want to just say all of us are going to have insecurities and I think that applies to any profession anywhere. So let's just assume that that's all already there. Yeah. And then anything else on top that might have a triggered trigger event. Right? Yeah. My, mine was my dad leaving because they're like you boys have seen or no, I don't know what your experiences are with your own father, but like when, when there's absence of a man, in your, your, your younger years, you're left with a, you're left in a position where you're not sure what it is to be a man. And you have to make your own assumptions. And my own assumptions were watching the television and looking at cartoon characters that are full of muscle. Mm. And I suppose it was just my way of like thinking, all right, mum could do with a hand. She needs a strong man in the household. And the only thing I could really identify with is being a man is a strong person. So cartoon characters, Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever the fuck. Uh, and obviously that meant going to the gym, lifting weights and trying to get strong. Because I didn't really know about the, I didn't know about emotional strength. I didn't know about anything other than just the, you know, cosmetic strength. When did your dad leave? Uh, I was six. Okay. I was six. So it was young and I was, it was, I was young. And I, even after that, for years, I tried to lift weights because I knew he liked sport. So it's also a kind of way of me trying to do something that would maybe make him think, do you know what? My son is special. Mm. It was me crying out for help. It was me crying out to do something to say, look, dad, like I'm not useless. I can do things, stuff that you like. And it, and it, it didn't work out. It didn't do that, but it's built now what is now. So it's mm. still great. But yeah, there's definitely that in the beginning. Definitely that in the beginning. It's funny you said that. I would have never, I was going to say something completely different, but there's probably mm. two of two events I can think of. So it's, it's you brought up the father thing. I didn't even think of that until you said it, but my dad was very old school. So we didn't have like a loving relationship. Mm. No, I mean, okay. How can I put this? I love, no, I, know you, I, know, yeah, I yeah. love my dad, but he wasn't the kind of dad that was like doting. Yeah. He, he never like, he just worked and paid the bills and you, he, you knew he loved you, but he didn't actually like come yeah. and fucking tell you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the one thing we did bond over was fucking wrestling. He used to love watching like Arnold movies and we'd watch like WWE wrestling and he used to love Paul Orndorff and he'd, he'd do the bicep flex and we would do. So now that I think about it, I'm like, I wonder if that had anything in my head that I was like, my dad thought it was cool. So I think it's cool. You know what I mean? Of course. So that probably was, that was probably the earliest instance I can think of. And then the second thing I was going to say was 
uh, my first girlfriend of three years cheated on me, but I was a little chubby, right? I was like, a, I played offensive line. I was like 235 pounds, like grade 11. Yeah. But it was like more fat. Yeah. So she cheated on me uh, after about three years. It was fucking devastating because, you know, the first girl, you think it's like the only girl in the whole world. Oh, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, yeah. You don't know anything different, do you? Yeah. So I started working out, but it was all just cardio and like CrossFit shit. I lost all this weight and I looked good. And I was like, and then from there that turned into bodybuilding. So I guess maybe the breakup had something to do with it. But then there's also the third instance would be anxiety because I was going to school and I never felt comfortable in school around so many people. Like I would go to class and it would be 300 people in a class. Yeah. And I would be sitting there and I never felt comfortable around all those people. So Mm -hmm going to the gym, I would be by myself and it felt comfortable being in the gym. And I was like, this yeah. is, it, it felt kind of like I felt comfortable there, like at home there. It's weird what order it comes because it's hard to specify exactly what was the beginning. Because like you say, there's multiple things that kind of trigger. It's, like a, a, it's, a, it's a ladder, isn't it? There's like, there's this first, uh, you put your first foot here, your second foot here, and then you put your first foot here and you keep going. And all these things are part of the journey and part of the, the, the path you've taken. So to identify the exact origins, is there one? I don't know. It's weird. It's tough. It's I would see, now, you, now you're talking about your, your fathers. Mine, again, it's very different. As in, my dad was very, very present. Like when I was playing football, which is soccer for Americans, mm. my dad was heavily involved. Like, would, I don't think I can remember my dad ever missing a game for me. And I'd get home from school when I was like seven, and we would – chopping my boots and I'd go lace up and we'd go out and we and when we go and play football it wasn't playing we're training and it's like drilling we would drill and drill and drill and then we'd come home and then when it was winter I had an exercise bike and we didn't have a very big house he put the exercise bike in front of the tv in the living room and he would write down what distance I covered and if there was a football match on I would cycle for the first half of it it's like train I would train and I'm like eight eight nine ten years old (laughs) and I think that's that formed and instilled an ability to push myself. Yeah, yeah. Like I can train, I can train on my own, and I have no desire to. I don't need anyone to amp me. I can just generate internal. I need. I need to do something. I need to achieve something. Yeah, yeah. This is going to. This is going to sound incredibly odd, and it's going to be called considered slightly racist. But you're basically a modern day samurai. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? You know. You know what? I can't say anything too bad because my dad watches all of these fucking podcasts and I tell him he's not, he's not allowed to talk to me about them. So I know he's fucking watching this, but no, it was, it was Bruce. Like I'd come home, like we'd go over to the park and practice and then I'd come home in tears. Yeah. Often I would come because he was, I mean, there was no margin for error. It was like, you can do it. If I couldn't do something, he's like, you can't do it right now, but you can do it. It's, it's possible. You just can't do it So the yet. training, so basically you're saying is the training, whether it's bodybuilding or anything else, the training has been, maybe it was a bonding factor with you and your dad and it's instilled in you throughout your life and that's probably why you still do it? Yeah, I'm so conditioned to, to that. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. Isn't it but funny? It, Isn't it, it, funny? It, it's very different. Yes, but it's funny how it's led to the same fucking road. And that's what I yeah. find interesting is that your origins can be very varied and be yet your reasonings can later down the line become well you know, mine, I think, but, but the thing is james mine is actually even though i mentioned three different things mine is actually in my mind is very definite and mine yeah. is anxiety driven yeah because 
I wanted to be the school guy. I wanted to be the academic. I wanted to do something like in a professional sense with my life. Yeah. Like I was going to school for criminology, but I didn't just want to be a police officer. I thought maybe forensic, forensic science of some sort. Yeah. But the anxiety kept me from staying in that life. Yeah. But I, I noticed when I was at the gym by myself and I was lifting weights, I had no anxiety. Oh, it was all gone. And I'm like, this feels good. This is where I should be. There's something telling me this is where I need to be because Absolutely. I feel good here. Right. But when I look back at it, maybe it was just me succumbing to the anxiety and not forcing myself to challenge it. Yeah. So if I had to pick one instance that forced me to become a bodybuilder, it would be my, the anxiety I suffered with in my early twenties. Yeah. yeah. Because everything else, you know, the girl cheating on me or my dad, like yeah. that stuff is, you know, had here some, or there. yeah, but it didn't, it wasn't like a driving factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so, a definite. It wasn't the definite. Yeah. You know, that yeah. definitive moment. The definitive, the definitive factor there was the anxiety. Is there a definitive factor for either one of you? I mean, I know we've mentioned a lot, but is there something you can say definitely like cut? Like this is where uh, I'm going. Uh, so mine's an emotion as well. An embarrassment. Okay. Uh, and mine was my embarrassment when I spoke to you before about my uh, bedwetting. Yeah, yeah. So, So that was a massive thing for me. It's like, okay, so... I have a massive fault. Yeah. And that was my, my, um, I suppose that was my way of trying to patch it up. It's kind of like compensating. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to put a fucking plaster over the wound. No one's going to see this. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Because that, that, that was, that was definitely the, the, the driving force more so than anything, because even that at times was me, even that made me question why my dad wasn't around because even back then I was young enough to know that I was too old for that to be happening. Yeah. So I was like, that made me think like everything that happened from that point forward is probably because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Can I tell, can I tell you, it's really fucking weird about bodybuilding. So the, the anxiety was so bad that it started me in the bodybuilding world. Mm. But because I was bodybuilding, it made my anxiety fucking worse. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it can do. It really not, can do. Not, not just chemically, like not just because of the steroids, but because part of my anxiety was people looking at me. Right. Yeah. And, and then, and then, yeah. And then I gained 80 pounds of fucking muscle. Mm. So, yeah, but you're doing it on your, they're looking at you on your terms now. You're in still, control of what they're no, looking at. But I still yeah. hate it. I still hate it to this day. I to this, you know, I talked to a friend of mine who's like, Hey man, do you ever go to the grocery store in a tank top? I'm like, not in my fucking life. Fucking never, man. And well, goes, I, I know I've got this shit on, but it's ain't for outside. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, oh man, if I had your physique, I'd go to the grocery store in a fucking tank top all the time. I'm like, the <laughs> last thing, the last thing on earth I want is people fucking staring at me. Yeah. So like, I'm not, it's funny because I'll wear a hoodie and I'll tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I kind of fit in, right? And she's like, you're oh, fucking, you're too, <laughs> she's, like, you're, <laughs> she's like, you're 280, you don't fucking fit in. <laughs> yeah, you can't hide under a fucking dead cloth. It doesn't happen, bro. It doesn't happen. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, do you mind if I just grab some water before we resume? Is that oh, right? Go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Me and... Parched. Yeah, we'll Hold cover four. this one. Hold four. <laughs> um, ben, what do you think about maltodextrin as a cheap alternative to cyclic dextrin or cyclic dextrin? You hear me? Can you hear me? Ben? Mine's going all cr cranky on me, man. I just, uh, I went out earlier and shouted at Denise and told them to get off. They were on Netflix. I was like, get off fucking Netflix internet. It's going to all fucking crank. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. You're under the water, but I got you. 
Oh fuck! Are you serious? Okay. This shit drives me. This this shit drives me nuts, man. It's all right. I, the last like twenty minutes, I've been like battling it. Don't. Uh, I'm more right. calm, Zen. Don't worry. Yeah, don't stress. It's okay. It's not. We've been like two hours in. Even if we have to end it now, we'll be all right. Um. Okay. I'll read it again. Can you hear me or no? I don't think James yeah. can hear. I don't think Ben can hear me. Can you hear me? Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see if. What do you what do you think about maltodextrin as a cheap alternative to cyclic dextrin? It's fine if it doesn't give your stomach any irritation. Ben, did you Come hear out. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually say dextrose over maltodextrin, um, and it is cheaper, but not for everyone. Like cyclic dextrin is safer for most people but obviously if you're one of those people that it's not safe for then so what, what but like when a, you mean, a dextrose when you mean safe though are you saying like you can use it as long as you can digest it yeah yeah like dextrose or multidextrin for some people can really fuck up their stomach and you'll know about it real quick i can't do um, multidextrin at all mm, yeah well I, that's why i use dextrose because multidextrin seems to Multidextrin seems to give people more issues than dextrose. So I tend to go with dextrose. And then if they can't handle that, then cyclic dextrin is safe for everyone. Pretty yeah. much. Okay. Do you feel it would be worth it for someone in their mid-40s to do a cycle just to finally get into their best shape ever and then maintain it naturally? I don't see the harm. I'm not going to like, I'm not pro, pro gear, but yeah. you live once. <laughs> you live once I and if you fancy trying something, fuck it, try it. I don't think it's a problem, but I don't think you can maintain it naturally. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like the expectancy of being able to maintain what you can have on, on cycle is a little bit unrealistic. But if you can maintain a percentage of... You can maintain a percentage of it, yeah. Yeah, then that might be good because you might still be better than what you was before. Ben? Yeah. Look, if you're in your 40s, if I wasn't a bodybuilder, I'd probably be advocating TRT regardless, you know? Yeah. Whether, you, whether you're calling that a cycle or not, I think restoring your testosterone levels to a, an optimal level is always healthy anyway i would then also say if you want to do a cycle do a cycle but do it safely yeah like as long as your your health markers as you as you get older obviously your health markers become more concerning right so yeah. if you're if you're respectful of those then and do things the right way then sure okay if you have the chance to change something in your life would you do it I think he kind of means like, what would you do if I could yeah, change like, anything? What, what, what point of your life does he mean? Does he mean at a certain point or just something in general? I think it's written kind of poorly, but I think he's saying like, if you could change anything in your life, what would you, what would it be? His question is, if you could, if you have the chance to change something in your life, would you do it? And I would just say yes. That's the answer is yes. yes. Uh, yeah, I think we all would. I think we will probably agree on things we'd wish that we could change as well. What's the number one thing you would change, Ben? If you could change anything in your life, can you hear me? Ben, can you hear me? And I'm gonna reboot. I'm gonna reboot. Send me another link. I'm gonna reboot real quick. Okay, cool. It's a tough question because I think it's an emo I think it's an emotional one. I think for Ben and like for us, like I think we've all lost people close to us. And I think if you could change something in your life, it'd probably be to not lose certain people. That's yeah, just my I, that's my that's my head take. That was the first thing I thought it's, of in my yeah, head. Yeah, I felt I, I felt that like when I hear that. Because I'm not I'm I don't have anything I need. Like really, but in a selfish way, you know, there's nothing like I'll change. I'm not like I need a car or a fucking house. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I suppose you're the same. You've built a very, you know, you've built a really good life. Like, well, let's assume that. That's not part of the equation. Let's assume that, yeah, because I would, if I could, if somebody said to me, could you change anything? I'd be like, yeah, I'd bring Luke back. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was, right? that's where my head was going, of course. But if, let's say that's not kind of what they meant, because that I think is yeah. a, the obvious one. Yeah, of course. What do you think? So maybe uh, something a little bit more like more uh, fantastic. Personal, something more personal. What would you, <laughs> is there something about your own personal life that you would change if you could? Mm. Um, would you like to have your hair again? <laughs> that's actually very would be super, nice it's very superficial but now that you say it oh yeah yeah i would, <laughs> I would, like I would as well oh, I'd love, oh imagine getting up in the morning being able to just fucking comb your hair <laughs> and, and like put a little bit of you know a little bit of something in it you know going out for dinner with you know summer you can fucking have a little do yeah i don't know it'd be nice wouldn't it just have something else to care about <laughs> can you hear me ben are you there ben are you there His face. His face is so serious. Where it's he he's because he's fucking. He, he's pissed. That's why. Because his internet's <laughs> his internet's not working. He gets so my, mad. My mine was doing it last week, so I do feel it for him. Because uh, I've got new internet coming, by the way. I've got Fiber Plus, which is going to be really fast. Yeah, so we'll be just, able to. You're fine today, Benny. There. Maybe it's my hey. phone. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm hey, back. I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Um, they cha- I, It was for some reason connected to a different router in my house, so it was being all fucking cringe. Okay, so we we're trying yeah, to ask. It doesn't have to. Be, it, doesn't have to be, it does. It doesn't have to be super official. If you could change, any, if, if you could change you. anything in your life, what would it be? Oh, fuck it. And we already both said that we'd bring back Luke. So let's pick something else. Oh, he went out again. Yeah, I think we've lost him. He's connected to the wrong router. He's got. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Are you He's there? there. Is no? there? I am there. Yeah, but it's gonna be being all fucking shit. So if we can hear you and you can hear us, we the question we all agreed that. Obviously, if we could change something, we'd obviously love to bring Luke fucking back. But it has to be more of a superficial or a uh, personal thing now. So we said we'd have our hair back. He can't hear obviously... you. He can't hear you. You sure? He can't hear you. I'm, I'm sorry. I got you now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I'm just talking to you for We have a... It's funny. We have technical difficulties every week on the show. This is part of the show. Um, if, you could, if you could change anything in your life, what would it be? Me, yes, yes, you. We already both said that oh. we would bring Luke back, so that's not one. So it has to be superficial. Oh, we, yeah. we said that, yeah, we said that can't be our answer. So we superficial, yeah. James. Uh, super, superficial. I'd have a bigger back or I'd be taller. What do you want to be taller? taller. You're already taller. Like six, six two, aren't you? Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm six, I'm six one. But if I was like. If I'm going to be tall, I want to be really tall, you know? Yeah, true, true. I don't want to be just like, yeah, I don't want to fit in. So I want to like, be like six five and a fucking monster or be short and a, and a bodybuilder, you know? It's like, I, I have neither. So you're not happy because you're only the average height and average size. So you're not massive. Yeah, I'm just average. <laughs> <laughs> you left the door open for that one. Fuck you. Shit. Uh, me, and, me and James both agreed that we'd have our hair back. Because my bandana would look a lot better. Yeah, I'm. I, I am losing a little bit up here. Proscar. I'm losing some. Get I'm, on some Proscar, I'm, man. You take you take Proscar or no Finasteride? He's that. Are you? I've gone? never heard of Proscar. I've heard of Finasteride. Uh, yeah. Well, Finasteride is Proscar. 
I'll say it's a different name for that product. Finasteride is the, isn't Finasteride the medical name for it? I assume so then, yeah. Yeah, ProScar is like the, a brand name. It's, oh. like, it's like Propecia. But does that actually work? I'm telling you, Ben, if you start it now, you'll fucking never lose your hair. I'm telling you, because I'm yeah. telling you, like I, I had all my hair, right? Mm. And like a little bit was falling out. And I, so I started ProScar yeah. and then it was fine. And I thought, oh, my hair's fine. And then I stopped taking ProScar. And I swear to God, like a year later, it was like half, half yeah. the amount of hair left. Yeah, Ian's a massive advocate of the um, finasteride, and he's I'm, tell I'm telling you, it works, man. Like, and I think there's a new generation of it. It's called Avodart. It's like A-V-O-D-A-R-T. And I think it, it's the new generation of ProScar because ProScar had some side effects or something like that. Okay. But, uh, but I'm telling you, Ben, you'll notice it right away. Your hair will feel thicker and everything. You, you won't be losing any, hair, any more hair. Is it too late? No, for but... It's too late for you, bro. It's not going to grow back, right? It's not gonna, yeah, you're not going to grow it back. No, it doesn't grow back. But you keep what you have. That's the thing. So Fuck. Fuck. I thought we could reverse it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm pretty good. I think I would take a nose job over my hair. Really? Your nose ain't bad. I don't, because I think I look good with a bald head. So I'm okay. But I don't like this, like the side profile. Like I would probably get rid of this. It's quite beefy. Puffing. You know the bodybuilding of balls guy. <laughs> the bodybuilding yeah. balls. Now you said to the side. <laughs> what did he do? I don't know. Fuck him. He, he deserves to be out for that one. <laughs> what, what did uh, so? What did the bodybuilding bollocks guy do to you? What did he? No, he he's do? gonna tick that now because I went like this. He's gonna clip it now and fucking do something with it. Probably. He's literally gonna do a puffing beak. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally he's gonna do that. Fuck. Fucking Ben. See, that's what you get, Ben. You shouldn't have fucking... That's why, that's why everybody live out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know. He needs to get a bit more civilized. All right, that's why we try and leave the world behind. Let's do a few more. I don't know if he's ever going to come back. If he's ever, uh, ever, ever going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's fucking done with you. Uh, this says, what would you do? He's gone. I'm going to send him another link. One second. All right, man. Just in case. Just in case. In case he's can, he's probably so mad right now, dude. I've never like Ben seems to. I don't know, you know, I haven't known Ben that long, but he seems like a pretty chill guy to me. But this thing, this does get to his tits. He gets so fucking. Mad. It gets to all of our tits. It gets to hey. mine. You've seen how I get. There he is. Look at it. Look at the shaking head. Fuck's sake. <laughs> can you hear us? Uh, yeah. You know the frustration I'm going through right now. That was me. That was me. I did it on purpose because you made fun of my beak. So I cut you off. <laughs> Fucker. Was, did you actually? No. <laughs> no, but I should have. Yeah. Um, all right. So Greg Doucette, again, is in our Q&A. Okay. Greg Doucette says that pros like Patrick Moore. He did a video Patrick, about Patrick Moore's. Uh, me and Patrick. What was that video? I want to know more, but go on. Yeah. Good he says in the video that... that uh, but Patrick Moore can improve even on a diet with a lot of sweeteners, white bread, and popcorn. Even though a calorie is a calorie, do you think it's better for bodybuilders to eat whole foods, especially in prep? So basically, Greg's philosophy is that you don't have to eat chicken and fucking rice every meal. You can eat other things like bread and popcorn and all this other shit that will fit into a diet and you can still look great. I think that's a genetic thing. I think it really depends on the individual. Maybe Patrick's a freak. Um, I don't think I could do that. I don't think any of us could do that. Well, I think you can, but this is the thing. Like, Why can we? I think, well, because a calorie is a calorie, really, when it comes to burning fat, right? Yeah, but, but, there's, but there's all these, there's all these like, you know, like responses in the body, insulin responses and fucking shit like that. 
Well, the, what I was going to say is I think it's about the efficiency of your calories, right? So yes, a hundred grams of rice is going to have more carbs than a hundred grams of bread, right? So you're going to get more carbs out of your rice. You're going to you be able to, yeah. you're going to be able to eat less and get more out of it. Yeah. Than if you're eating bread. So I think it comes down to a lot of things like digestion, being able to control what you're eating. You know, that's why I like single ingredient foods. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, fucking Ben, you're a coach. What do you think? I think getting away with something and being optimal are two different fucking things. Okay, I agree with that. Right. So well. you take if you take Patrick Moore and put him on a diet that's and you have two diets that are isocaloric, right? So they're exactly the same, and one of them is from refined processed foods, the other one's from whole foods. He might do very well on both. But I think if you put him both next to each other, you'd see a difference in his physique, right? I agree with that. He, I think Patrick Moore on white bread and bagels would still get to the Olympia. Yeah. I think Patrick Moore nailing everything on Whole Foods places better than the other Patrick Moore does. Okay. That's bodybuilding. That's, why, that's, that's the whole point of bodybuilding. Percentages. Well, and that's the thing. I think that's, I think that's where, like, when I say, you know, when people think me and Greg disagree, we actually don't disagree on a lot, but it's such a small disagreement because what he's saying is this guy will look like this. And what I'm saying is that small percentage difference is what makes, is what what makes somebody a pro or an amateur. Yeah. This is, this is the current culture. It seems like people are trying to find the best, or, or an option that they can get away with doing. Well, it's it's funny because you know, people I hear people making fun of people who eat chicken and rice now. Like, oh, you had chicken and rice, you're you're a bro scientist. And I'm like, look, it's not that I can't fit in other foods and still get shredded. It's I'm trying to do the most optimal optimal thing for my body and the easiest thing for my body. I don't want to sit here and count all the different fucking calories and different oh, macro, yeah. macros from 16 different foods. I know yeah, it's in ri- I know it's in rice. I know it's in potatoes. I know it's, and that's it. I just I have my six, seven, fucking eight foods. I know exactly what they do. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know exactly how they digest. That's what I want to stick to. Yep. It's not about whether you can or can't. It's about what's efficiency. the most, yeah. What's the most efficient? That's it. It's like, what can you what what can what can you do with the least amount of fucking pissing about and get the best result. Well, it's also, you, have to, you have to piss. If you if you're eating fucking pop tarts and all this shit, each flavor has a different macro fucking count. Each fucking size bar has a different. There's all these different variables which you're just trying to avoid. You literally just want to get your ingredients, weigh them, and eat them. Yeah, like, I hear it's that. Like, I hear that. You know, it's funny. You know, Lane Norton is probably one of the leading guys on the whole like if it fits your macros type diet thing, right? And even Lane on my podcast agreed. That eventually you're going to reach a point in a diet where you can't do that if it fits your macros because you have to, your body is changing so rapidly that you have to know exactly what's going into it. So you know what to change and where. Next. Yeah, exactly. Right. If, well, you, if, if today, if today I had, if today I had bread and popcorn and fucking tomorrow I had sweet potato and oatmeal and the next day I had pop tarts and fucking, how do I know which one made my body look the best? Yeah. Well, this is the thing, and like we're not saying again, we're not saying we're not going against anyone here. We're not saying you can't look fantastic doing that. No, but will you look your best? Well, and it's that's not, where the difference lies. But it's not only looking your best. I'm also saying it's about controlling the variables. Like yeah. mm. 
I want to like when I eat chicken, rice, steak, whatever, whatever five or six foods in my diet, I eat those every day. Yeah. I know exactly what I expect the scale to say the next morning. I know exactly what my body should look like in the photos. I know exactly if I'm holding too much water or not enough. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what changes to make. Exactly. But if, but if every day I'm eating different foods, uh, I'm fucking lost. This is exactly what I was going to say. I have clients sometimes and they fuck up on something. So I might write a diet and it says seven ounces of chicken, right? And I, I specify that it's cooked, uh, cooked weight, right? Or some of them do uncooked weight or whatever it is, right? And then halfway through the diet, they'll tell me, oh shit, I just realized I was doing, I was measuring it wrong. And I'm like, don't worry, keep measuring it your way. Yeah, You've yeah, been yeah. working with that. Yeah. Stay as you are. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're doing that, but then you start opting, changing different foods, and now, now there's a discrepancy. Now there's a difference between your protein from serving from here versus having it from something else and making up your yeah. macros. Oh, I had this, yeah, I had this meat today instead. Blah, blah, blah. Different fat content, different protein content. Right. 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 That's the kind of variables you can't make. But like you said, if they make the error of weighing it wrong, but weighing it right, if you know what I mean, but it's consistent, yeah. then there's not a problem. Yeah, like I, I'll make a change. So they, they might weigh their rice really odd, like before, cook it, whatever it is. And I make the change on the plan. As long as they carry on measuring it They're their right. their wrong way the change is still the change it's fine carry on see i think the fault that comes here is that uh, greg used patrick moore as example i think when greg talks about his fan base which is like the average everyday person he's Mm -hmm. probably 100 percent right you can get away with bread and popcorn whatever but i think when you're talking about an elite top level bodybuilder that's Mm. olympia level yeah they have to know exactly what they're eating at all times in my opinion so. I agree. I don't think you can get to the upper echelon of bodybuilding without that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You have to measure and you have to know what you're getting every time. <laughs> bodybuilding at a pro level to even reach it is a measured process. Yeah, I mean, the difference between first place at the Olympia and fucking sixth place at the Olympia is a small, small, small fucking percentage. Absolutely. It's not, it's not, there is no variables at that level, right? No. And Patrick no. Moore... If you're going to use Patrick Moore's example, he was what, 10th at the Olympia? 10th at the yeah. Olympia. Yeah. yeah, that's a, you're talking about guys now that don't, can't have a variable. They can't have no. a, they, they don't fuck up. He was doing, Patrick was doing everything that, everything that everyone placed once to nine, first yeah. to ninth, sorry, was doing yeah. as well. Yeah. It just came down to, there was, there would have been, the only variables would have been perhaps the ones that are out of your control, like your, how long have you been training for? How much muscle do you actually have? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Things yeah. that, you can't fuck up because everyone's on point as a pro. Um, fat shaming versus fit shaming. Why can people openly say bodybuilders are gross, but say anything about the 400 pounder eating his six Big Mac today and you're a bully? I don't know. It's funny because I got sent a post. I did a post the other day with a little rant and it's because my friend sent me a link from Reddit where my progress pictures were up and people were going in on me. Yeah, talking yeah. about growth, growth hormone, fucking bald and pale and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just thought every single one of them saying it's a fucking weenie little piece of shit. Oh, I read that rant. That was awesome. Yeah. I, read so that. I just thought, you know what? I've seen people like you. I know who you are. You're fucking jealous. And uh, but you know what? I've gone off on a tangent anyway. So I'm just, I'm kind of lost from where we were. But I don't think there's any point shaming I, anybody. But people are wanking. I just heard Big Macs, and I'm 
my kind I know, of that's kind of that's what I, I when I was reading the question that's what I thought I was like I gotta pick this question because it's got Big Macs in it no um, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't body shame the thing is I am a professional bodybuilder yeah who, who trains to look a certain way but I, I don't feel like I'm um, in a position to fucking body shame someone who's fat I wouldn't I actually wouldn't if you're a fat fucking heifer I might know it but I'm not going to say it publicly I'm not I probably will I don't give a fuck I don't listen well <laughs> Uh, but I, but listen, I don't, I don't give a fuck because people don't give a fuck about my feelings. Why the fuck should I care about theirs? You know how many times someone said, "Oh, you're fucking, you're, you're huge. It's gross. It's this." I don't give a fuck. Fine. You know what? Say whatever you want. I don't care. I'm doing what I love, and I'm, and it's not going to change because you don't like it. But exactly. if you're going to call me gross, this happened to me at the grocery store, dude. This happened to me. This exact thing happened to me. This fat whale was behind me, and she fucking looked at my fucking body. And what I was eating, and she gave me a dirty look. Yeah. Now she looked me up and down. I think I was wearing a sleeveless shirt or something like that. It was the odd time. She looked me up and down, gave me a dirty look. So I looked back at her. I'm like, "Look at you." I go, "What the fuck are you looking at me for?" And I turned around. And I kept on my way. I don't give a shit because yeah. you don't have the right to say something to fucking me. Because if you do, that means I can say something back. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And I think that's where the difference is: is that I haven't experienced that from someone who's overweight so therefore i haven't felt the need to say oh you're fat fuck wait a minute um, but let me, norm- but let me- norm- normally normally the people i get it off normally the people i get off are little skinny tiny bastards yeah yeah no i know <laughs> but let me just explain i would never say that to somebody for no reason oh, if they, yeah if they didn't attack you first yeah, of course yeah. and that's what yeah. i'm that's what i'm saying i mean i yeah. i just situationally i haven't actually experienced that but i've experienced many a skinny little bastard give it some mouth it's happened to me actually quite a few times with fat women Maybe you just draw that. Maybe you just draw the fat one. <laughs> like, what is it? What is what it is? It's usually at the grocery store because I have like a cart full of like chicken and they're, egg whites. They're worried that you're going to eat all their fucking food. <laughs> no, man. You're down, you're down cart, the same aisle as them. Trust me, their cart and my cart don't look the fucking same at all. <laughs> they're, still, they're still threatened by you. They're what do you think, Ben? Can we, can, we, can we fat shame or do we just have to accept that we're, we're getting shamed by fat people and not saying anything back to them? I'm very much live and let live. I'm like, if people want to take shots at me, I'm like, I don't tend to rise to the bait as much as you do. I feel oh, like you're man. very, I'm hook, I, uh, hook, hook, line and sinker, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll feel, I'll feel the same way that you do. I'm, I'm, I'm less provoked by it, I guess. I just feel like if you're going to fucking say something to me, you, but deserve, I, I, you, I have, deserve, you deserve to get it back. My experience has been more so similar to James's. Like the kids that will pass and they go, roids! And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah no shit. Like, well, obviously. We I, don't, I don't say anything to that. I mean, so what? I don't care. So you're the opposite. Like the, the, so we're like, I, I hate the little shits. I want to break their necks. Like, I want to literally grab but, them and twist their fucking head off. But, but I've had none The fat people to do it, I can look at and I can just laugh because I know that they're probably going to be, um, you know, probably die younger than me. But well, I tell you what, I've had none of, I've none of that. Oh. I've had none of that here in America. Oh, it tends to be what? It's honestly, they couldn't be more complimentary here. When I'm in England or somewhere, it's terrible. Like, it's, little, it's funny. You know what? We are very different because the little guys don't bother me at all. I'm like, whatever, you're little. Who gives a shit? I'm the opposite. I don't care. I'm threatened by the, I'm threatened by the heifer. See, the fat people, <laughs> fat, the fat people bother me because I'm like, you're fat. You're fucking fat. Like, you don't look good either. Like, if I look like shit, so do you. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not normal, and neither am I. So, we should, fucking so we, should be on the, we should be on the same team. We're both <laughs> abominations to mankind. But, you know, you know if I'm going to be all, like, uh, 
liberal and hippie here. Do you not feel like that theirs is coming from that insecurity, like it's coming from a sad place on their part, you know? Yeah, but it's coming from... And I feel like, I almost feel sorry, I'm like, you're just like, I know it's very hippie of me and very like, you know, and I'm like, I do feel like, well, that hatred usually is born out of a dislike for themselves. Yeah, but wouldn't it's not it be, directed at you? Yeah, but wouldn't it be nicer to be like, "Hey, you, you know what? Good. Yeah, like, hey, like, maybe do you have any ideas or any tips you could give me?" Or instead of looking at me with a fucking look of disgust, because I'm like, yeah. it's like I said to you, I am not the norm in society, but neither is the fucking 300 pound woman walking around eating Cheetos. Yeah, like, we should be sticking together, not be like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think over here, I've experienced that actually overweight people are more courteous. It's the skinny little. Like, the skinny, overweight people in here. England, this is... Yeah, overweight people here are like, oh man, I'd love to look like you. I've had some of that. Yeah. I've had some of that. That's more, that's more what they like here. And it's definitely the little brats that are a lot worse here. Usually, it's the little cunts in England. The little cunts in England. But usually, like the over, for me, it's the overweight men are, are complimentary. Mm. Yeah. And the overweight women are looking in disgust. Sounds like he's no, the, the, the overweight women. The overweight women in Texas give you the eye. Oh, they like it. They're like, yeah, it's, like it's, it's like being at a barbecue and they're fucking, they've been starving for a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh. they're like fucking. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, a couple more. Relationship question. Is it better to be single while pursuing your bodybuilding goals? Not necessarily. You just need to be with the right person. I agree, hundred percent. I think it's actually better if you're with the right person. Because if you're single, I, I like I know this for my own self. Like, if I'm single, I want to go out more. I want to go eat out more. I want to go hang out with my friends more. I'm not like as focused. Whereas if I'm with somebody, I feel like I'm. It's easier to live a regular life yeah. and not always be going out to parties and all this other kind of, of shit. I, I, I'm gonna. I like Go on, Ben, sorry. Go on. No, no, you go. I, I was just going to say that I like the fact that when you have someone who cares about what you do, that they actually compliment what you do. So therefore, it becomes easier because, for example, Yannick has gone food shopping right now. You can bet your bottom dollar she's bringing me back my food shopping. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. things like that, things like that are really important. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. So I've experienced both in there because this is the first time I've really prepped and been living with... Uh, oh, I'm married now. Fuck, like a, there's no... This is very different for me. Yeah. So firstly, yeah, I've never, I've always been single or at least living on my own and had a relationship with someone else. And I've done all my own food shopping, this and that. There's two sides to this. One is much easier because she pops to town every Monday, every Thursday, picks up the food. I just write down what I need when I'm, you know, I've got someone there to talk to. Also last week when I was in my death phase, having someone around was frustrating because I wanted to stare at the floor for six hours yeah, and I couldn't, I had to, re- I had to remind myself that there was someone else in the room that I couldn't just zone out. I couldn't just put YouTube on and stare at it for eight hours yeah, yeah. and just get my meals. I had to interact. So there are, there's a flip side to it, but yeah. the right person, she allowed it, you know, she, yeah, it, it wasn't an issue. She, we, we spoke about it and I apologize. I was like, I'm dying. Right. Like I'm fucked right now. I'm really sorry. Yeah. If you're with the wrong person, it's horrible. Cause that person's like, Oh, why are you going to the gym so much? Oh, can we go out and drink? Can we go and party? Can we go on vacation? 
that it's not going to fucking help you. If you have like a, if you meet like a chick and she's a homebody or she's supportive of your goals or something like that, that's amazing. Yeah. It's no, like, absolutely. And you it's get the to the top. It's, it's, it's the best thing to be honest. The best thing. Favorite shoes to wear in the gym. Oh, I've got a multitude. Depends what I'm doing. I have recently found out that training and this, I feel so stupid because I used to judge people for this. I've mm-hmm. recently found out that training legs barefoot feels amazing. It's really good. It's really Actually, good, isn't are it? You gonna, are you going to buy some Vibrams like I've got? No, no barefoot, no. man. Barefoot. Just barefoot. But it's funny because you do get a lot of bodybuilders that hate it because I've seen people post, friends of mine as well, they're like, don't do that in the gym. But I get it. I do get it. And well, I'm with you on that. I always judge people because I would see, like, you know, the newest guy in the gym yeah. doing it because he saw it on some other fucking channel yeah, somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. what an asshole. What are you doing? You just started lifting. You don't know the fucking difference. Yeah, yeah. But I probably shouldn't have said anything because I tried it and I'm like, makes a good difference. This feels really good. Yeah, it's so, really good. I like it. I like doing that. Um, other than that, probably I like to wear chucks for everything else. Yeah, you like Chuck Taylor's, don't you? Yeah. I'm a Jordan, Jordan guy. Yeah. Yeah, I got Jordans. They're nice and flat. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, we're gonna wrap it up on that question. Unless there's another one you guys picked. I don't know. Well, I'm literally. I'm on my phone now. I'm using my phone today. There's no laptop. There's so literally... 310 questions. Ben, do you like sushi? Yeah. Is that racially? Is that racially charged? Is it? Oh, I should like sushi because I'm fucking Asian. You know. I always, I always forget you're Asian, you know that? Well, this is why I said earlier, this is why when I said the samurai thing, you didn't get it. <laughs> I did get it. I did, I totally I did it. get it. I, I did get like, it, and then I... I, I skirt like, around I was, your race. I know racism. exactly, you know, shit, man. I'm like... Because I just couldn't help, because I've been playing this samurai game on my PS4, haven't I? So, is that good, the, the ghost? I was going to ask, amazing. is that good? It's amazing, it's amazing. So I'm really, like, at the minute, I'm engulfed in fucking samurai culture. So when I look at you, I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, it's, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm Chinese. I'm not Japanese, mate. So you kind of get in, well, you kind of cross it. We already had this conversation. Yeah. We already had this conversation. We, yeah, we did. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't judge me for not being too, yeah. like, you know, good with identifying. I, I heard you say the samurai thing and I knew it was a joke, but I admire the samurai culture. So I'm like, I love it. I'm like, that's a yeah, compliment. Man. Yeah. I, tried, guys, we, I did try watching. Go on. I was going to ask if you've seen The Last Samurai. Yes, sweet film. Oh, Tom Cruise, amazing. Film. Yeah, what's the what's the other one with uh, Keanu Reeves in it? The um, where he's a samurai. Yeah, Ronin, forty-seven Ronin. Ronin, that's it. That's the one. The last that's samurai. The last samurai is like in my top ten favorite movies. Is it? That is wow, a, but that's top because 10. that's a, a really Scott film, isn't it? I used to watch. I fucking because back in the day I didn't have any money for cable. I think I've seen that movie like 15 fucking times. It's just, really good film. and I'm not even a huge Tom Cruise fan, but it's just a really good movie. No, but that's, that's, that's like, that is his best film without a doubt. If you haven't seen The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, try to watch it. I'm telling you, it's good. Yeah. Really oh, I'll tell you what I have got. I'll tell you what Denise and I have got into just since we're talking about what? on Netflix. Huh. Netflix, Night Nightfall, which is like night as in like, like a, like a knife. Like a okay. knife. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it's about like the Knights Templars and okay. all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's yeah. fucking good. Fucking okay. good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, I got something to watch with my cheat meal on Saturday. Oh, before you go, have you seen UFC? Have you seen uh, this Kamzat? Is it, is it Hamzat? 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 Hamzat Shmaya. Yeah. This oh, my God. This guy's a fucking animal. 
Yeah. James, uh, James, you got to follow UFC, he, man. It's amazing. I don't know anything he about needs... UFC, so I'm just turning around. <laughs> I've got, I do have an issue with the facial hair. I need him to grow a mustache. To cover the, maybe he can't. I can't, lip is I can't deal with, no, 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 I don't mean that. I just mean because this, like the Khabib, a lot of Americans do it too, which is ironic because a lot mean, of the Muslims beard, the beard do it. With no, the weird beard with no Yeah, muscles. they have a full beard and then they shave the mustache. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't like that look. I'm going to do that next week. Next week on the show, I'm not going to have a mustache. No, keep the tash, man. Keep the tash. Oi, someone's got dinner. What have you got? What are you, what are you eating? <laughs> Let me see what uh, you're eating. Sal- Tilapia and hash brown mix. That looks disgusting, right. but I'm so hungry, I'll eat it right now. I'm hungry. It's salmon really good. Sweet, salmon and sweet potato coming up for me. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go. Ben, you eat. James, go eat. I'm starving, and I got to piss. Peace and love. All right, guys. Talk soon. Have a nice one. Take care, gentlemen. Bye.